across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Thank you, Baldy. Thank you, The Tramp. We are joined uh, the start of the show by one of Britain's greatest songwriters, Mr. Glenn Tilbrook from Squeeze. And after that, I only want calls from robots. Thank you. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. think there's something um, deliciously perverse in having let's be honest, let's not mince our words one of the best songwriters on as a guest and and, and, and 
Will you play a song that they didn't write? It appeals to me. I don't know. Appeals to me, ladies and gentlemen, please all be upstanding, doff your hats and salute, as it's only Mr. Glenn Tilbrook on the line. Good evening, Glenn. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, man. How are you doing? You all right? Really good, thank you. I love that version. I love that version of the, of the, of the end medley. It's just superb. Superb. You know, it was a lot of fun. We did an album together, me and Nine Blow Zero, uh, we called it The Cooperative, and, uh... Basically, we were just having fun doing stuff that uh, appealed to us, plus writing a few songs along the way. Of course, that wasn't one of them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that was, that was a spirited version based on the original, but with some um, interesting uh, different diversions. A nice, lovely little bit of harp going on in the background there. It's, I mean, it's it, for me... Everyone's everyone's doing Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper, fifty years. Of, I don't like Sergeant Pepper. For me, it's Abbey Road, and then it's Revolver. Right. Well, you know, um, yeah, Sergeant Pepper's is a brilliant record in my in my opinion. But uh, they just got better and better and better. Yeah. There has been no band, in my opinion, like them since who have been so consistent. Imagine being so being like the most popular band and also pushing the envelope yeah. in the way they did. I don't think there's been anything like that since. Every single record is just going a little bit further, sometimes a hell of a lot further, depending on what they were smoking that week. What were you <laughs> what were you listening to as a kid, Glenn? What what, what was it what was um, big on your record player? <clears throat> well, I grew up in the sixties so that, so it was really pop radio that I that I listened to and I was really receptive to music. Um, you know, since I can remember. Um, so, you know, Cliff and the Shadows when I was five. Yeah. Um, the Beatles and the Monkeys soon afterwards. But really everything oh. that was playing on, on, on pop radio got absorbed into my uh, DNA and, uh, and has stayed with me ever since. It's not that I spend a lot of time listening to that stuff now, but it's just in me. Pop, they, pop became a dirty word, and I'm a huge pop fan. I'm a huge monkeys fan, and I'm surprised, or maybe they did, but I, I'm surprised they didn't ask you to um, to write a song for their album they did last year. Well, they did ask oh. us, but we got we were working on our own record at that point, and um, so it didn't it didn't happen. But they're going to do another record. That re- that record worked for them. So honestly, I think Mickey Dolenz had you know has one of the best. Yes. Pop voices ever. He's got such a great voice, and I would love to write something. Oh, Glenn, I, I, I've heard it um, from uh, uh, somebody else who I can't say, but they are doing another album. Send them an email, Glenn. Send them an email. No, they've asked us to do a song for their uh, next album. Oh, have so, they? Uh, yes, they have. Oh! So, uh, uh, so uh, honestly, I would oh! I, uh, really, really want to do it. I would love it. Because you're right, Dolenz's voice now, he's 71, and he still sings everything in the same key. Oh, get on there. Do a, do a Christmas song from Glenn. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would uh, be great. Now, you? Honestly, I'm so excited. <laughs> Good. So am I. Now, listen, um, th- this gig that you're doing, tell me about this. is a gig for, is it? No, it's your boy's school, is it? Yeah, Thorn Tree School in Charlton. Um, it's been one of the, you know, I have four boys. When my eldest boys, who are 27, they're not boys, they're men now, 27, 25, 
the schools that uh, w- were around my area at that point were in a terrible state. This is, this is in the 90s. And my younger boys um, went to Thorn, Thorn Tree School. They're now 14, and, and my youngest uh, 10-year-old, Wesley, is still there. Uh, it was just like the, the most perfect school. It's, it's a great school. It's been funded properly. Uh, that's dropping away now. Um, the, the headmistress, Chendo, is just fantastic. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a dream school, and it's what, it's what education should, should be Why about. is it so good, Glenn? What makes it so special? Because school, it's really easy to knock schools at the moment, and knock teachers, and no one's working hard enough. What makes this one stand out? Okay, so it's a one-form entry school. There's just a uh, sort of magical thing about the standard of teaching mm. there. The headmistress is really responsible responsible for uh, a lot of the, the the sort of vibe of the school. It's a happy school. Um, I don't know. It's 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 uh, a school like I remember going to fifty years ago. Yeah. And um, a lot of schools in between weren't like schools I, I remember going to fifty years ago at all. Um. And so you're doing a gig. Yes. Um, let me. I've got all the details here, and, and, and members of the public can come to this, can they? It's not just like parents and you, you, no. It's, it's an anyone it's an can come. Gig, you know, with the, the um, you know cuts in funding to school. You know, I, I wanted to do something to me. Well, me and my wife, who's a governor at the school, wanted to do something to say thank you to the school for doing such a great job and continuing to do such a great job under increasingly difficult circumstances. Yeah. So, um, so we wanted to raise some money for them to get some stuff for the school that they need. You know, I feel very lucky that I'm in a position to be able to do that. And I have some friends who very kindly, um, agreed to contribute to that. Uh, but, uh, you know, in my opinion, it, it shouldn't be left up to no those sort of circumstances. But we are where we are. So yeah, no, it is. It is sad. You you hear more and more stories with um, of schools. You know, at the beginning of each term, sending out a note to parents saying, "If you could, um, if you could just send us uh, five pounds, and that will go towards exercise." And you think, "No, flipping heck, that 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 stuff." should be there. But sadly, because of the situation that, you know, schools have been allowed to get in and various governments and stuff, um, they do need an extra helping hand every now and then, which is, which yeah, I think is, is, is wrong. But good that people like you step up to the plate when it's required. It's on Thursday, May the 18th, nine below is. zero. Are they going to, are they backing you? No, no, they're, they're doing their own set. We're going to play together as a cooperative. You know, what what you just paid, the version of You Never Give Me Your Money was me and them. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be we're going to be doing that. We have the um, uh, Greenwich and Lewisham NHS Choir Beautiful. coming to do some stuff. Who are, you know, they're, what a fantastic story they have. Um, and, uh, you know, we did a few festivals last year. Uh, we played on the main stage at Glastonbury for the first time wow. ever for us. Uh, and they were on before us. What a fantastic sound they have. Yeah. And they're local. They're local to us. So we did uh, We did a gig. And we rehearsed some stuff and, did, and played together on Blackheath, the festival, last year. And it was a joyous occasion for, for everyone. So they've been very kind and agreed to uh, come to uh, come to the Blackheath concert halls and uh, perform a set by themselves and do a few songs with me also. And um, one of your boys is playing, Leon. 
Leon is playing. Um, yeah, he's going to do a set. He's uh, 14. He's doing uh, wow. four, five songs. 14. He's, yeah, he's great. I've got Wesley, my youngest boy, is also in the Thorn Tree Choir. So he's going to be performing. <laughs> my oldest boys, who are in a band called Millions, who are great, yeah. um, they were going to be they were going to be performing. But my oldest uh, son had booked a holiday, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to cancel that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's it's on May the eighteenth. I'm going to tweet all the the links and the places where people can get tickets and stuff. It sounds like it's going to be a brilliant night. Um, I what, really appreciate. Oh that. no, listen, Glenn. Honestly, you, the, for being part of the soundtrack to my life and and for what you may be contributing towards the monkey. I, I owe you everything. You come on anytime you want anything to plug. What else are you up to at the moment, Glenn? A, a, a squeeze d- doing any more bits and pieces? Yeah, squeeze. We're we're in we're about uh, two thirds of the way through doing our next album. Oh, and uh, so yeah, honestly I'm really excited by that. You know, it's sort of um from you know, when we did uh, from the cradle to the graves and and, and working with Danny Baker's uh autobiography and a yeah. TV show, it was yeah. it was a great reason for us to make a record that people would listen to you know because it's so it's so uh, easy to get lost in the and people loved it people people crowd. you know i don't I, the, the phrase return to form implies there was some dip which mm. i don't think there was mm. but 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 people loved it and embraced it didn't they honestly you know what happened with squeeze has been really extraordinary we're selling more tickets now than we ever sold in any of our previous lives Incredible. you know and figure that out it's just mad but you know it's a great place for us to be in you know and i think one of the things about squeeze now is that we don't take it for granted and uh i think you know there was a point in the past 20 years ago or so when we sort of got a bit complacent and uh i really don't think we're that now We're, we're trying our hardest and we deliver a really good show i'm very proud of it well, when you've got, you know, when you've got that, you're so modest. Of course you deliver a good show. You've got that wonderful back catalogue. I'm sure you're having fights as to which songs you get to put in, because there's so many wonderful things. Yeah, but, you know, the, the thing is, you can sleepwalk through it. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. we did for a while, and now we're not. It's like, you've got to pay full attention. Did you really? Because, I, yeah, I've, I have seen bands where, the, yeah, they're, they're, they're going through the motions. You, you can t- There's a real difference between when a band is enjoying it and is on form and when they're just taking the dollar. And you, you had a period of doing that, did you? I wouldn't describe it as, ta- as just taking the dollar. What I would describe it as is, is it's like, uh, you know, when you say you, you uh, cook a lobster from, you know, put it, put it in a pan of cold water and mm. gradually heat it up. I think that's what happens to bands sometimes. Right. Is that you sort of don't know that you're being cooked until it's too late. <laughs> um, and now we've been taken off the boil and we're putting ourselves on the boil. And it's, uh, you know, we're in, a go- we're in a great situation. We sound good because we're paying attention. And we're enthusiastic, you know, and you can't fake that. People know if you are, and honestly, the reaction we get from our crowds now is brilliant. The gig we had on the Glastonbury main stage last year was one of the best gigs we've ever had. Ever, ever, ever. And and by the way, I know this was a couple of years ago now, but you, um, when you were singing to David Cameron, I think it was on the Andrew Marr show, that it it, it falls on people like you to make political statements in your songs. It was a delicious, wonderful moment, Glenn, and... um, uh, I'm sure you felt very naughty doing it, but it was uh, everybody was cheering you on. So well done for that. Well, thank you very much for that. You know, it's something I felt I had to do because I disagreed 
very much with the policy of stripping away social housing. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I grew up in social housing. Chris and I, actually, Chris Difford, were talking about that today. We both grew up in a time when, you know, working-class families could work and feel secure in their homes and not be moved along or yeah. have their bedrooms assessed and all that stuff. And if that had kept on going, what a wonderful, marvelous thing that was. Yeah. You know, my, my, my parents felt secure in their home, which they had from 1954 until, you know, my mum died in 1997. Wow. That's a fantastic thing. Yeah. That's the legacy of social housing. And now my children, uh, I cannot expect anything like the same thing, and I think that's a very sad. Mate, sad it's, it's thing. Ter- it is terrible. I've got kids, and it is terrifying. Glenn, listen, absolute pleasure. Uh, the, the show is on May the eighteenth. Tickets at www.blackheathhalls.com. I'm going to tweet that as well, and we'll put it on the Facebook page. Glenn, you have an open invitation, sir. Anytime you want to come on and, and, and uh, pl- promote anything, just drop us an email. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure, Glenn. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Glenn Tilbrook. I mean, really. I mean, really. If you're going to start the show with someone, let's start it with an absolute. Just a master. Oh, three, four, four. Did he just reveal there's going to be a new Monkeys album? Oh, I say, did we get an exclusive that um, Difford and Tilbrook are writing a song for the new Monkeys album? Did we just get an exclusive that no one knows that Monkeys album is happening? But now that he has said that on the radio, I can now say that, yeah, apparently there is. That's exciting, isn't it? Ah, huh? we got an exclusive there, guys. That'll annoy certain people in certain camps. 0344 499 1000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Guys, don't let that one slip by. That was an actual, genuine rock and roll exclusive that we stumbled on there. I didn't know that was going to happen. Glenn, I'm sorry that you didn't get asked to write a song for the Last Monkeys album. Oh, we did. We were too busy, but they're doing another one. We're writing one for that. Wowzers. Huh? Wowzers. Who'd have thought it? An actual exclusive. The people in the Monkeys camp that hate me are really going to hate me now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are one or two, including one of the monkeys. Anyway, don't matter. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Tough one this evening. Tough one, tough one, tough one. Or remind me to tweet that link for the gig. I'll do that in a minute. Um, as we know, as we all know, robots is taking over the world. All of our jobs will be automated. Everyone, you know you're getting excited about um, driverless cars, right? That's gonna eventually, I'm gonna say, make five million people unemployed in this country. I don't know how many people drive cars for a living, uh, taxi drivers, minicab, Ubers. How many people drive trucks for a living? Those those jobs will be gone. Those jobs will be gone. So driverless cars, yeah, it's a bit of fun, but those people will all lose. Their jobs. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, and automation has constantly been um, a, a thing that we've had to endure. The spinning jennies, guys. Remember the Luddites and what they got up to with the spinning jennies? They smacked them in. And there'll be people smacking in driverless Uber cars. It will happen. But the, the progress is such that we are unable to stop it even if we wanted to. And here's the thing. 
Every week, every day, there's a new story in the newspapers about how technology, robotics, computers are going to do you out of a job. And we just sit there like grinning idiots going, well, I'll be all right. And I was thinking, well, as a phone and radio host, I'll be all right. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. My job will be gone. My job will be gone. They'll be able to, eventually, they will get computers that can do all of the things that I can do. And probably even better. Imagine, we sort of... Jesus, what the hell was that? What the bloody hell was that? I've got no idea where that came from. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh, it's that. We kind of have it to a certain degree now. This is what we, uh, this is what we have now. Am I talking to myself here? Dear, dear, dear. What a radio program. Da, 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 da. Who the hell is Ginger Baker? Please don't go. I've done a little garden. We kind of have computer presenters now. They're not brilliant, but they can certainly trick about 10% of you suckers. Um, and here's the interesting thing. 0344-499-1000, by the way. Here's the interesting thing. Um, we won't need you guys to phone in anymore. You will be redundant when it comes to phoning in radio stations. Because, well, already Siri can do a better phone call than about 60% of the people that ring this show. Paul from Stoke Poge, is anybody? Uh, but, but my dog, well, my dog could do a better phone in than, than Paul from Stoke Poaches. But, um, you guys are going to be out of, uh, a, a gig. You guys, you, you, you won't, we, we won't need you to phone us up. It'll be computers phoning up a computer host. It'll be robot callers phoning up a robot host. They tried it. They tried it. Do you remember um, about 10 years ago, XFM automated, they automated the, um, the, so after breakfast at nine until six o'clock, it was all automated and it meant the computers played all the songs, fired off all the jingles, did all that. And they were pre-recorded bits of presenter dialogue that were, were dropped in. You're listening to XFM coming up next. It's Coldplay. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. People got the wrong end of the stick and they rebelled against it and their listening figures dropped. But I just think that's because people weren't ready for it. You're going to be out of a gig, guys, as contributors to phone-in shows. Unless, and I have worked out a loophole, a, a, a workaround, a reach-around, a glitch. I've found a glitch in the Matrix, dear listener. If you phone in and pretend that you are a robot, you might be able to trick the system. 0344 499 1000. So tonight, let's see if we can um, activate the glitch in the matrix by you calling in as robots. Tonight, and for tonight only, probably until about, I'd say, where are we now? Mid-2017? I would say by um, uh, uh, late 2018, early 2019, when, when this thing becomes real. Uh, th- let's do a robot phone-in. Now, 
What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. If you want to phone up and do a Dalek voice, then that's you phoning up and doing a Dalek voice. My boys have discovered the Daleks. They're doing Dalek voices. I love it. If you want to phone up and do that, you're more than welcome to. If you want to be a bit of a, a, a cleverer, savvier robot, then you can do that. And I'm aware, I'm aware, I'm aware. We had hardly any calls last night. And the show you're supposed to do after a night where there aren't many calls is you're supposed to come on and talk about old sweets, legalising cannabis and bringing back hanging. That's what you're supposed to do. Or tonight, the show the, the show you're supposed to do tonight. Right. This is what um, the, the, all the radio guidebooks and guidelines will tell you. The show you are supposed to do tonight is... What's wrong with fox hunting? That's the, that's what you're supposed to do tonight. Okay? Particularly after a show when we had, I don't know, six calls last night. Terrible, terrible batting average. And after a show like that, and with, with tonight's show should be, but what's wrong with fox hunting? You see? Taking a slightly different stance to what you thought I would. Uh, gets you on the back foot, gets you a little bit angry. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. But we're not doing that. If you want, if you want to phone in on that, you can. You can also go and phone in all the other radio stations that are following the instructions. We're not doing that. Um, instead, I'm asking you to phone in as robots. May get no calls tonight, and do you know what? I'm absolutely over the moon if we don't, because it means I was prepared to fail. Prepared to fail. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back. Cost you pennies if that. Tonight, it's a robot special on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three, four 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 nine nine. 1,000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I think I've just melted the monkey internet, guys. I think I've just melted the monkey internet. I went to the Zilcher Monkeys podcast um, uh, Facebook page because they is good people. Ken and Sarah and all the people that work, Melanie, all the people, they is good people. And so I dropped that little tidbit there. Um, just, just wrote down what, exactly what Glenn had said. And, um, yep, we just crashed the monkey's Facebook. <laughs> and the people that hate me, they're gonna hate me even more. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yes, robot Hannah. Unexpected item in bagging area. Remove this item before continuing. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Well, that was a low, a low rent model, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, I don't like using the automatic, um, I don't like using the automatic, the, the self-service things, because I remember having an argument with a woman in the post office in Luton. Do you remember this? I had an argument with her because she was encouraging me to use the self-service section that they just introduced, um, to send a package. She said, no, use, I said, no, 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 sorry, I'll wait. You take, well, in Luton, you take a number, you took a number and you waited to be called. She said, well, it'll be quicker. I said, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll wait. She said, well, could be waiting a while. I said, yeah, you do know 
that you're talking yourself out of a job here, right? That if, 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 if you point, pointing me in the direction of this little corner of self-service, self, you know, you weigh the thing yourself and you, and all, all of that. If, if, if this corner becomes successful, you're out of a job. What do you mean? I said, well, we won't need you. We won't need you and we won't need those eight people. Big post office. We won't need those eight people that you've got behind the count and we won't need you. She said, well, you'll need me to show you what to do. I said, no, we won't. No, we won't. There's, I can see 12 members of staff here. At most, we'd need one. Who's to say it's going to be you? So I don't like you. And in the post office now, I would rather queue. I go to the post office I use. is a lot smaller. And you, you'll be in the queue. And sometimes there's only one person serving. It's started already. Sometimes there's only one person serving. And the guy will say, oh, do you want to come and do this yourself? No. No. You're in a queue of about six people. No. No, no. Um, save you a bit of time. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine because I know that one day I will walk in there and the counter will be gone. <laughs> the counters will be gone and it will all be self-service. And while I, you know, the, the, the self-service, if, if, if there really is a big queue and I've got the kids with me, then possibly I might do it. But generally, I'll stand in the queue. And also, I like chatting to the people. I like chatting to the people that are working there. There's one fella that always says, not seeing you on Sky News recently. I haven't done Sky News for about eight months. I got bored of it. I got really bored of it. I got bored of getting up for what it was. I mean, it's 240 quid. Um, but bored of getting up at, at, at quarter to five on a Sunday and driving to Sky and sitting in a green room with Anne Diamond. Now, Anne Diamond is delightful. But I sat in a green room with her for three hours. And I was always worried it was going to be Julia Hartley Brewer. Oh, jeez. Although I did make a point of saying I don't want to be on with her. Um, so I just stopped doing it because it wasn't satisfying me. The money was all right, but it wasn't satisfying me. And every time I go, not seeing you on Sky News recently. No, you haven't and you won't. But it's brilliant. The robots won't do that. The robots won't say anything like that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, uh, Jamie 2000. Hop, hop, hop. I would like to prove that robots can perform Shakespeare better than Zulam. Hey, this is this is beautiful. All right, Jamie 2000, away you go. This is Hamlet's soliloquy. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the things and hours of outrageous fortune. The end. That was uh, do do I applaud do I applaud you Jamie two thousand? No, I have no emotions. I cannot feel applause. And this is and this is an interesting thing because actors will be gone. Actors, you, you, you can get films now where you can get dead actors in it because it's all done by the the, the, the Star Wars with Peter Cushion in it. He's dead, isn't he, Jamie two thousand? Look, I am your father. Beautiful. Thank you very much indeed, you see. And so uh, the joy of, of having a robot actor, and that's a Jamie 2000, it's an early model. They'll get better. But the um, joy of having a robot actor is you can boo them, and they won't They won't mind. He, he said he hasn't got emotions. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about it at all. Oh, 03. 
444991000 is the telephone number. And the self um the, the self scanning thing um the, uh, in supermarkets I don't like it. I don't like it. I like um going and having what the kids would call banter with the person behind the counter. I I just go and and, and dick around a little bit and and um chat to them. And I like that. You know me, I don't like people. I've, I've got a thing against people. But I will quite happily forego the speed of the self-scanning thing. And the, also, when I do the, the, the times that I have done the self-scanning thing, it always freezes on me for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. Can computers um, take a dislike to someone? I think possibly they can. And the self-service in supermarkets have taken a dislike to me. It always freezes. Does it do it for you? It always freezes. And you're stood there like a lemon with the light flashing, looking around going, um, can you, uh, sorry. Yeah, can you come and do I've had it do it four times in a go once. Four times in one shopping experience it froze. The hell is that all about? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Richard Pine. Good evening, Richard Pine. Hi, Ian. I just wanted to ask you um, on the robot theme: if you were going to replace part of your body cybernetically, what would it be? Um, what year were you constructed? Two thousand one. Okay. Um, your excellent speech recognition with the, with the pines. Excellent. I've always said this about the pines. They really are up there. Um, if I could get a robotic part of my body, what would it be? I think it would be, um, my Peter Pointer finger. That's and it would be, one. it would be, um, extendable. So I good could choice. point to things a long way away just by having an extendable finger. Oh, I, oh, I- Sorry, my legs just turned into a wheel. I've got to go. Okay, no, that that happens. That happens. The pines, um, the speech recognition. If you can afford a pine, um, the speech recognition is awesome. Absolutely awesome. The um, physicality, not so hot. Often the legs turn into wheels. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Calls only from robots this evening, please. We are celebrating, saluting, and indeed hating the robots. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Robot special celebrating. Um congratulating them on their rise to power um slightly doffing our hats in a respectful if slightly fearful way oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand um i think it's brilliant the more robots we have the better this country will be imagine robots fox hunting shooting with a laser at their finger Let's go to the Danomatic. Good evening, Danomatic. Good evening, Ian. It's Dan, the robot Dan, from one of the major radio networks. Aye. How are you doing this evening? It's a great evening here in England. Wow, you sound like you're having fun. Whereabouts exactly in England are you, Danomatic? 
Right now, I'm in Shrewsbury in the Claydon County town of Shropshire, and I've got three great songs from Ed Sheeran, Little Mix, and Bruno Mars lined up for you. Um, and how are you feeling? I don't know what feelings are. Um, <laughs> are you taking requests? We don't take requests on this station, but I, I can tell you that we've got something great coming up that I'm sure you'll love from Ollie Murs, Train, and Michael Jackson. Um, what are the chances of me winning £10,000 at breakfast? If you know what the speaker sound is, you can surely win £10,000. Thanks, Danamatic! Goodbye! There we go. Speaking of which, I was reminded, when I was, um... When I was, when I was looking for, um, a, a Glenn Tilbrook song to play on um, on the show tonight. We didn't, didn't want to play one of the obvious ones, and, and, and so we didn't. Let me just see if I can find this. In the list of so- you it suggests videos that you might like. There's a video here that's had 13, nearly 14 million views, okay? It's entitled, World's Fastest Talking Man Sings Michael Jackson's Bad in 20 Seconds. Um... Let's have a to listen. be left and right since I've been here. Uh, usually they do something like, or, you know, aren't you that guy? And so, you know, everyone thinks they're being very clever, but they all do one of three things. You know. John Mashita's claim to fame is that the Guinness Book lists him as the world's fastest talking man. Wow. More than 500 words per minute. But his most memorable moments have been on television in ads for Federal Express. And lately, Minute Rice. Hang on a minute, let's try and find... Coney Island, so I called Coney Island and they said, hey, take a hike at 12 years old, we're not going to let you strap yourself into the cyclone for two weeks straight. So I went home and I sort of flipped through the book and decided I wasn't going to eat a car swallow. Okay, hang on. If I'm doing an industrial film or something and you're trying to get six pages of dialogue out and I'm sitting there and I never memorize the things because they change them at every last minute. So I'm looking right into the camera and there's a teleprompter there and I'm reading it and I'll mispronounce a word that nobody will catch. I mean, it won't be a bad... Okay, hang on. But just stop, it was great, it was great. I said, no, I mispronounced... Hang on a minute. You sang the song, uh, You Gotta... You Got Trouble. trouble. Right, from The Music Man. Um, Can you give us a little bit of that? I'll give it a shot. I haven't done it in a while here, so let's see. Um, Freddie, the question is your situation. You do not wish to challenge you. I'm not worth the caliber. Just to indicate the presence of the pool table in your community. You can show my friends right here. Stay over right here. River City. Wish I'm a good place. Mind for the same. Mind for the same. The hours I the cool. My hand goes. The kettle portions at cool and keen eye. So it's a little fast to understand, but when they slow it down, wait a minute. You're going to buy that? I tell you what. If you put this on a lexicon time compressor and you slow it down, you will in fact hear each and every word. That's how they have to verify it to be a record. Here we go. Here we go. So here's a new contemporary challenge. This is from uh, Michael Jackson's new album. Uh, mm-hmm. His uh, first cut there, Bad. I'm bad, I'm bad. If you could just sort of give us your rendition of it. Glad you hear that. I'll give it up to the, the first chorus there. Okay. Your butt is mine, gonna tell you right. You show, show your face in the broad daylight. I'm telling you how I feel, gonna hurt your mind. Don't shoot to kill, come on, come on, lay it on me, all right. I'm giving you one on the count of three to show you stuff or let it be. I'm telling you, just watch your mouth. I know your game, what about you? Well, I say this guy's a limited to me, that's really true. But my friend, you see nothing, just wait till I get through because I'm bad, bad. Come on, come on. Bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad, you know, you know, bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad. Come on, come on, you know bad, bad, really, really bad. And the whole world does the answer just right. Just tell, just tell you once again who's bad. Close, very sexy, I think I can do it better than that. That wasn't bad, actually. That wasn't bad. bad. Who's bad? I'm not bad. <laughs> funny. For the record, if you're curious, it was Jackson in a minute eight. Machida. Right. I'm, I think I can do Hang on a minute. I think Michael Jackson. I think I can do that faster. I think I could probably do that. Do you not think? Do you not think? Um, let me just hear it. Let's just hear him again. And um, we'll have a go. I'll give it up to the, the first chorus there. Okay. 
Your butt is mine, gonna tell you right. You show, you show your face in the broad daylight. I'm telling you how I feel, gonna hurt your mind. Gonna, don't shoot to kill, come on, come on, lay it on me, all right. I'm giving you one on the count of three to show you stuff or let it be. I'm telling you, just watch your mouth. I know your game. What about you? Well, I say this guy's a limit, and to me, that's really true. But my friend, you see nothing. Just wait till I get through because I'm bad, bad. Come on, come on. Bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad. You know, you know, bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad. Come on, come on. You know, bad, bad, really, really bad. And the whole world does the answer just right. Just tell, just tell you once again who's bad. I, I, I can, I can oh, do that. Right, I'm going to play it again, Ed. I want you to time. I want you to time him, right? And I'm going to beat it. Okay. Here we go. I'll give it up to the the first chorus. Here we go. Okay. Your butt is mine, gonna tell you right. You show, show your face in the broad daylight. I'm telling you how I feel, gonna hurt your mind. Gonna, don't shoot to kill, come on, come on, lay it on me, all right. I'm giving you one on the count of three to show you stuff or let it be. I'm telling you, just watch your mouth. I know your game. What about you? Well, I say this guy's a limit, and to me, that's really true. But my friend, you see nothing. Just wait till I get through because I'm bad, bad. Come on, come on. Bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad. You know, you know, bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad. Come on, come on. You know, bad, bad, really, really bad. And the whole world does the answer just right. Just tell, just tell you once again who's bad. Right, how long was that? 20. So it was 20 seconds. I can beat that. Right, you ready? Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we go. <sighs> yes, we're going to have this. We're going to have this. <clears throat> Ready? Steady. Your buddy's mind going to tell you right. You show your face in broad daylight. I'm telling you how I'm going to have a feeling. Tell your mind going to do shit. Come on, come on, come on. Lay it on me. All right, come on. Giving you a count of three to show yourself. I'll let it be. I'm telling you. Just watch your mouth. I know you're going. You're going. You said this guy's living to me. There's really two of my friend. You've seen. Just wait till I get through. Because I'm a bad, bad. Come on, come on. You know I'm bad. I'm bad. Come on. You know I'm bad. You know. And the whole restaurant's right now. Just once again. Who's bad? How long was that? 16. 16 seconds! Kiss it! Kiss it! And it was spot on! It was spot on! Let's go to the Craigatron. That's how I normally listen. That's the speed I normally listen to music. Yeah, of course, of course, because you couldn't, being a robot, you couldn't absorb music um, much quicker. That's it, yeah, definitely. Ah. You know, yesterday you were on about uh, buying a coffin. Buying a what? A coffin. Oh, yeah, 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 a coffin, yeah. I saw a woman bought a bookshelf coffin, but she used it as a bookshelf until she died. And um, then they buried her in it. Um. Why are we. We're all a little bit uncomfortable around coffins, aren't we? I don't mind them. Well, you I wouldn't to... because you're a robot. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, I just go back to the base and get fixed, obviously. And you were about. Uh, wait till your father gets home. Yes. That was a bit racist. The neighbour was on about the Japanese. But Tom Bosley, again, because you would mention Burgess, he wrote as well. Yes, yes. He was the voice of the father. What else? Has Tom Bosley ever been in a movie? Obviously, he was Father Dowling. Yeah, he was Father Dowling. He was in Happy Days. He was in Cabot Cove in Murder, She Wrote. he did a lot of TV movies. No, don't, no, don't count. I want a, a real... You sat in the cinema, you've paid your money... Oh, and you go, oh, flipping it, it's, uh, it's um, Father Dowling, look, in a movie. He must have. I he must have been in a movie. I've seen things, Ian. Sorry? I've seen things you won't believe. What? Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. What? I've watched sea beans glitter off the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. I think we've All got a glitch. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. I think the Kragatron has crashed, guys. Time to die. Is there, is there an off-button Kragatron? He's there. We go. He's activated the off button himself. That's very brave. Uh, Metal Mike. Zero one zero zero one oh. zero zero one zero one one zero 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 one. Zero, I'm bothered. Sorry. Zero one one zero zero zero. It is the thing, Metal Mike. Right. They yeah. say that all computer and you'll know this. What have you been a robot? Right. Mm. That all computer language is is zeros and ones is binary right so when when it's when it's music when it's rec- you know it's recorded music it's binary when it's recorded my voice it's just zeros and ones zeros and ones 
Mm-hmm. How the hell is that? That can't be true. A human um, processes information in a linear format, though. So the information goes in linear in a line. What? Uh, a computer. If you don't know the answer, you can just say you don't know the answer. You don't have to if just waffle. I'm <laughs> your processor is outdated and you are unable to understand my <laughs> complex um, calculations. Yes, that might be it. That might be it. Do um, do robots dream? No, because they don't sleep, obviously. If you were a robot, you would know that. Um, I'm looking forward to the robot revolution. It, honestly, it can't, people, oh, God, it, it's going to be a much more exciting um, world when robots are doing everything, isn't it, Metal Mike? Um, well, I think it'll be even more boring, because nothing, nothing would be a challenge. Um, excuse me, excuse me, sex bots? Why? It would be, then it it would be pointless. Why would it be pointless? A sex bot? Because who's the sex bot having sex with? Well, the, the, um, man of the house, (laughs) generally. The, The robot man? No, no. You, you that this is now I'm being too complicated for you, too nuanced for you, robot boy. Sorry, that was racist. Um, but um, no, the the gentleman of that because I don't think they've made man sex bots for women. I bet they have. There was um, oh, they must have done really. Well, yeah, they've got well, what are they called? Sim symbionts or something? That's they've monkeys, those, isn't like, it? No, they've got those machines that ladies can sit upon. Um, <laughs> well, and I've seen those. Chair. I've seen the chairs. I'm not going to Google it right now. No. Um, I mean, obviously, I could just use my own computer brain. Yeah, there's definitely machines for ladies that I imagine you could kind of attach some form of torso and, and legs onto. Um, I, this, I am going to be looking at this on the internet later. You go and have you go and have a little Google and see what you can find. I mean, I've seen machines that do um, um, uh, women. And they're they're hideous, but they're not. But because the, the sex spots of the ladies, um, they look like, you know, they look like beautiful, beautiful, classy, rubber ladies. That's what they look like. They look like corpses. Yes, they look like dead bodies. Um, uh, but I've I've yet to see a robot man. I don't know. Uh, let's go to the Andre 3000. I think Jeff Cakes are lovely because you can either eat them a little bit at a time or eat them in one mouthful if you are greedy. That's, that's absolutely true. We had to... We had to that clip. We had to, um, we, we pretended we had a competition to give away Jaffa Cakes at another radio station. <laughs> Yeah, we did it like, uh, you know, you used to get in the 70s and 80s, the tiebreaker, complete in no more than 20 words. I like Jaffa Cakes because and we got that poor soul, that Andre, who was an alcoholic, to, uh, to to enter. And that was his entry. I like Jaffa Cakes because you can eat them in one go or all at the same time if you are hungry. <laughs> what was his entry? I do wonder what happened to um, to that gentleman. There's very few callers um that i from the past that i kind of think about and 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 i allow to 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 enter my thoughts because i don't really remember 
and um, I don't really care. You know, I, I'm a, no, I don't. I mean, I don't mean that in a cold way. I, I, I'm just aware that this is a very transient. The relationship that I have with you, dear listener, is transient. Um, for some, and some of you have have stuck around with me for years. Some of you. Have, have been and gone and come back again. Some of you have only just discovered me. Some of you have listened for years and never called in. Some used to call in years ago, but still listen. It's, all, it's, it's transient, right? It's, it, it's by its very nature, it's a three-hour disposable radio show that, that at one o'clock in the morning, um, it, it's gone and it's finished. Slightly different now with, with Twitter and Facebook and all, the, all of those things, but... Um, that one o'clock in the morning, the show is gone and it is finished and, and, and we, we are on, I'm on to my journey home and you're on to whatever your next thing is. So I don't really think about callers. I'm, I'm, I'm just aware that it's one of those things where people will call me for a few times and then they'll disappear or people might call me for two or three years and then they'll disappear and that's fine. And that's, that's, you know, that's the nature of this. But Andre, um, who called me when I was at Absolute, so it was a period of about three years, called a lot, and he, he came into the studio a few times, and when we organised a football game, he rocked up and, and, and played football with us, um, supping from a, from a wine bottle. And um, it, uh, he is the one, he is the one that I, th- th- I think about, and I think, well, I wonder what happened to him. Because at the start, he was just a lovable drunk and then we then as it time went on i realized oh actually he's probably uh it's probably a little bit more serious than that and so i would occasionally take him to one side and say andre just you know there is an alternative here's a phone number you know that kind of stuff um and once i left um absolute five years ago six years ago i don't know five years ago he stopped calling never heard from him ever Again, there was another guy we never heard from again, a guy called Rob from Ponder's End, who um, was a massive stoner and got very upset when I, the last time I, I spoke to him, he was very, he was very friendly and laid back. But the last time I suggested that maybe he was smoking too much weed and he told me to F off and slam the phone down. But he would tell me about um, how he'd spent the night in the cells and um, Ian, I was, uh, I was drawing sex. And then, um, just like a bug fell out of the sky. Mm. That was his fun. It was wonderful. Wonderful. I, I think of him occasionally, but it's, it's Andre is the, um, is the one that, that really, uh, leaves me, um, wondering what the hell's going on. Dear listener, another two hours. We're celebrating the magic. We're celebrating the might. We're celebrating the joy of robots. They is coming and they is taking over the world and i for one cannot wait i cannot wait to switch on and listen to talk robot radio i cannot wait to hear robot callers and that is what we are asking from you tonight oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand your calls your stories about robots but please tonight this evening i am only accepting calls from robots oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights with ian lee on talk radio Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. In a future time, children will work together to build a giant cyborg. 
They might be giants, of course, always have a song for every occasion. You, you name any topic, they'll have a song about it. The more I think about it, the more I think this whole robot thing is wonderful. This is great news. We need never work again. We need never do anything again because robots will do it. Be honest, right? Be honest. You hate your job, don't you? You hate your job. Even if you think you've got a cushy job, you hate it. You, you, you've, you've got that moment when you've got to get out of bed and go and have a shower and a shave and uh, iron a shirt, and you think, oh, jeez. No, God, no, no, not again, no, please. No, God. Here we go. Right, getting up now. And, and we wouldn't need to do that. If we had robots, we wouldn't have to have that moment, that, that, that period when you, you, you pull up outside work in your car or the bus drops you off and you stood outside thinking, I could go and get on a train and go to Scotland. I've got my passport in my bag. I could, I could go to Paris right now. Go to Paris. Go to Scotland because you won't have a job. You won't need to. How you pay for these things, that then becomes a different issue. And we're not really addressing that this evening. So don't muddy the water, please. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. You hate your job. OK. Even, all right. Maybe hate's a bit extreme, but 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 you dislike it. You dislike it. No one goes to work with a spring in their step going, yes, <laughs> more work for me today. Come on, let's have it. No one does. Literally, you don't. You do not. I don't. I've got a really cushy job. You don't. And if we had robots taking over everything, you wouldn't have that feeling anymore. That, that feeling sort of in the pit of your stomach that, that there's something missing that life could be so much more than just this drudge of every day five or six sometimes seven days a week of rocking up to this steel and glass building and sitting next to drones people you have absolutely nothing in common with in fact you probably quite dislike them you may even hate some of them for no reason than they just drink their tea funny or they um have a funny little phrase that they say when they see you the first thing in the morning and 
It's them being nice and polite, but as every single day, it drives you nuts. You don't like your job. Of course you don't like your job. We're not meant to like our jobs. I guarantee, and I'm saying this so that you don't feel alone, okay? I guarantee there is nobody listening to this show right now who likes their job. There might be some of you that can tolerate it. And I'm sure there are uh, quite a few of you that know that the alternatives are much worse. It doesn't mean you like your job. You you walk to work with a, a sense of excitement and anticipation at the challenges that are going to be thrown your way and will make you a wiser and spiritually richer person. You don't. It's a myth. We're all Reggie Perrins. We all hate our jobs. We're all dying inside, slowly. Some of us faster than others. Some of us hate our jobs more than others. But the best you can hope for, the very best you can hope for, is a mild dislike of where you work. Imagine that. The best you can hope for is that for a third of your day, you're going to mildly dislike it. And most of you will hate that third of your day. That's not even including the travel to and from. I'm just talking about the pure job. I'm just talking about the pure job. So if robots came in and robots took over and robots did your job, robots did my job, well, then that stress, that anxiety, that, I'm going to say it, misery would be removed from your life. It would be gone. It would be gone. Imagine. So, yes, bring it on. Bring on the robot workers bring on the cyborgs bring on the cars that drive themselves bring on the aeroplanes that fly themselves bring on um the robots working in shops and in factories and the robots working in police stations and in radio stations the robots driving ambulances the robots tending to our needs when we are sick in hospital bring it on it can't come quick enough for me it's going to be magnificent what will we do with all the spare time what will we do well we can read books we can watch movies and here's the thing guys we'll have robot friends we'll have robot friends imagine and be honest right be really honest you don't like 95% of your friends, do you? Do you really? There's probably one, maybe two, that you get on with. But even there, they, even there, they're a bit dickish. They do stuff that you think, oh, what a knob. 
But that's the best I've got. Those are the these are the best friends I've got, and they're still massive knobs. That's it. So you'd have robot friends, right? Friends are so unreliable and unpredictable and prone to letting you down. You get a phone call just as you're about to go out. Yow, sorry, can't go to the pictures tonight. I couldn't get a babysitter. Now, sorry, can't go to the pictures tonight. My wife's not feeling very well, so I said I'd stay in and look after. Now, can't go to the pictures tonight. I've got no money. Robot friends wouldn't do that. Robot, a robot friend would never phone you up just as you're, you're looking around for your keys and say, I can't, I can't make it tonight. Robot friend would book the tickets, would drive you there in robot car, would buy the sweets, and if, depending what model you've got, you can even have a little, little snog if you want. If you want. Robot friends with benefits. You can buy the model, the F-Buddy. Yeah, totally. Robot friends would be there when you wanted them. And there'd be none of that, do you fancy going to see this? Uh, I saw it the other week. Um, should we just go out for a meal? Oh, I really fancied a film, though. There'd be none of that. Robot, robot friend would go, yeah, yeah. Let's go and see that, yeah. Even if they've seen it before, they'll erase their memory. So that they'll, they will think they haven't seen it before. Yeah, yeah, we'll go and see that. We'll go and see that. Yeah, sure. Sure. That'll be fantastic. Robot friends, dear listeners, it, your life is miserable now. Of course it is. If robots did our jobs, if robots did our cleaning, if robots drove our cars, if robots picked our fruit, if robots made love to us, if robots took us to the pictures, if robots then took us out for a pizza afterwards, everything would be so much better. Right now, life sucks. Robots can make things better. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Katia Tech two thousand coming up after this. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 Late nights with Ian Lee. It's a robot special. Let's go to the Katia Tech 2000. Good evening, Katia Tech 2000. Hello. Oh. I'm doing the voice. What voice are you doing? The robot voice. You sound more um, like a, the ghost of a Belgian child. Okay. I am a... I am a... I can't do this. <laughs> do, 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 do the voice first. <laughs> of what? Of, of the robot. What robot? Of the, oh, did I not really get the gist of the show? <laughs> I thought we were supposed to ring as robots. <laughs> yes. Oh, Okay. Well, that's what I was doing before. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, 
didn't. Okay, uh, no, but you're you're good at doing the robot, I think. Well, you, no, but you, what you're assuming, uh, Katia Tech Two Thousand, yeah. and this is the thing: the European models—they're just not up to standard. It's cause, partly because of the voltage, but oh. you um, are assuming that doll robots speak in a voice like there's we I re robot, and I would like very much to be your friend. Um, that's like 80s robots. We're in the 21st century now. Okay. So they're like well evolved and they speak like me. I'm gonna shank you! <laughs> that's a bit uh, out there. That's a, that's a gangster bot. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a nice one. <laughs> okay, no, I'm. I'm I, uh, okay. Um, I just want to be ostracized even more, you know? No. So. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but oh, uh, that's it then. Uh, we're done because I was oh. just wanting to do the voices okay. and saying that it's not true. I I love my job. Sorry. Yeah. No, you don't. Why? You hate it. No. No, everyone hates when you think about it, and you might not realise it tonight, um, Katia Tech Two Thousand, and that's fine. But. You, this, this, I've, I've planted a little seed in your brain that is going to grow. It is going yeah. to percolate. And you will actually, by the end of this week, early next week, realise what I am saying is true. You don't like your job. You don't like the people you work for. You resent them. You resent the people that you work for. You resent the fact that you have to fit into their schedule. You resent it when they are late paying you, that uh, they don't give you the credit that you deserve for all of the time and effort you put in into your finely crafted pieces. Um, and sometimes you fantasise about the, turning the guns that you are engraving and shooting the customers. Right. Well, how do you know the last part? It's true, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. I know. I know people and robots. Okay. <laughs> That's a bit worrying about the last part. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I can't I can't shoot people because I've only got the No, you're not going no. to sh- you're not going to shoot, but okay. you f- sometimes fantasize about it. Um uh, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I wish I wish they could uh stop. Do you know what I really wish? Go on. Right. Well, a lot of them, well, I, I'd say, um, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. Cause <laughs> say what you're going to say. No, I'm not going to. Yeah, well, yes, maybe I could. Yeah, I'm go, go, I'm sitting down now, and, and I'm saying that. Um, a lot of them, they, they don't really understand what we do, because we, we build their, their guns. They're yeah. fine. Your customers don't understand what you do. No, not the customers, the people that sell the guns. Okay. They, uh, they, they and, they give, and they're the ones that give you money? Yeah, well, when they can be bothered. Here we go, Katia. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, Here yes, we go, baby. No, I'm no, spot no. on. Wait, 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 wait. But then, and that's the problem, is that if if there was if there wasn't the the, the money issue, I I I'd be fine. I mean, I love doing what I do because it's artistic, but it's just the people I do that for. <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? Isn't it just yeah. the people? And if and if it were all robotized, 
the people wouldn't be involved. You wouldn't be dealing with the people because you wouldn't be working. No, I, I, I would just still be engraving. But, um, there, ah, but then that's a hobby. But yeah. And that's different. That's a hobby. Fine. Mm-hmm. But you hate your work because of the <laughs> arseholes that you have to deal Ooh. with. I didn't say that. No, you didn't, Katya, but I'm just... You, what you've done is you very gently just opened a door, and I'm just, with very little pressure... Thank you. I'm just pushing that door a little bit further open. So okay. the light, So the light can seep in and the darkness can seep out. Right, so I just called in to, to do a, a funny robot voice, and I'm going to be sacked. <laughs> is that the worst thing that could happen? No, that's no. fine. Exactly. Anyway, I'm- Exactly. Getting sacked. Yeah, every time I've been sacked, yeah, it's been a release. <sighs> it's been a... Re- of course, the first thing you think, oh, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. No. Every time I've been sacked, it's the best thing that could have happened to me. Because no. I hated those jobs. Ooh. Well, I'm looking forward to be sacked. <laughs> Katia, I'm glad to have helped. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. It's the Katia Tech 2000. 0344 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. That didn't take much work, did it? To turn around from I enjoy my job to actually I don't like it. I don't like the people that I have to work for. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to getting sacked. Let's go to the Retoribot Paul. Good evening, Retoribot Paul. Hello, good evening. I'm not going to put on a robot voice because when you talk to <laughs> people through it. a computer, when you talk it. to people, yeah, my voice, yeah, I know it sounds funny. I can't help it. Yes. It's my voice. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. And it sounds silly. Yeah, it sounds like a, it, I sound like a, a. You sound like a gay robot, yeah. I sound like a gay EastEnder, yeah. A gay EastEnd robot, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm on neither, yeah. I can't help it, it's my voice. You're neither. Well, there was you can't. There were three options there: gay, East End, and robot. And you're saying you're neither. That means you're one of those. Okay, I might be a bit robotic in ways. There we go. Um, I think we're all. I think we're all a bit robotic in ways because we have. We all have little habits, don't we? Well, robots don't have habits, so that's incorrect. Yeah, but we're sort of programmed in a way. Do you know what I mean? I, I like that. Continue. Okay. Well, right. I think. Okay. For starters, I think. Anyone that suffers from chicken pox at any time what? could be the robot Spotty from Super Ted. Okay. You, you started off, you, you said, this, and this is a breakthrough, you said a sentence that was actually a, a gateway to something quite enlightening. You said, we are all a bit like robots because we're programmed. And then you, then you talked about people with chicken pox being like Spotty from Super Ted. <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, okay. I'm only using stream of consciousness. Maybe well, robots. Maybe robots don't use stream of consciousness because the people that program the robots use stream of consciousness. No, they use um, uh, machine code. Yeah, turn turn. I think you've been programmed digits, in basic. Turn n- turn letters into numbers. Yes, yeah. Yes. Go back to the point that you you were nudging at that we are all programmed. What did you mean by that? Because I like that. Well, take, for example, what car do you drive? Um, I drive a Volkswagen Polo. OK. Fair enough. Now, who, was that built by hand or was that built by a robot? Um, um, it was built by a robot. Yeah, OK. Probably somewhere near Coventry or Birmingham that has taken a person's job 
now. Right. Again, you're not, you, you don't want to go back to that point about us all being programmed. So now we're talking about someone in Coventry who hasn't got a job because I've got a polo. Okay. Okay. So we're all programmed. We all have our funny little habits. Here we go. We all we're back have... on track. We're back on track. Okay. Right. I'll get... We all have our funny little habits. Yes. We might put our left sock on first when we get dressed in the morning before our right sock. Okay. That is a way of programming, isn't it? Yes. But we do it naturally. Yes. So that is like pro. So we so we are yeah. human beings, a bit like robots. Okay. And is that the end of the, that thought? Yeah, can I get on to the second one finally? Because I'm, I'm on call, Paul. You're, you are, and this is true because we've we've actually had complaints. I understand that probably about you. Okay, okay, I understand that. Some I'll people saying um, the Paul is, seems to be the only voice I hear on the the show. I fast. I, I when I when Paul's on the podcast, I fast forward past him. Um, well, why put me on the podcast in the first place, then? Well, that's, 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 that's d- d- blaming Catherine for your dullness. That's not, not cool. Um, some people saying he's a knob. Some people saying he's a bellend. Some people saying, God, just, just someone shoot him. Um, so. I've had worse threats. Well, what's worse than being shot? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I've had, yeah. Well. It's worse a bit. Fr- Someone threatening you death in a more painful way, yeah. What if? Okay, so what? 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 A, 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 a hot poker up your bum? No, I wouldn't be branded. <laughs> That's how they killed one of the uh, Edwards, wasn't it? Or one of the Georges? They killed them with that, so there was no, um, there were no external marks. Although I would have suggested they should have examined his ring piece. Okay, right. If I if I ever had anything bad and serious, and I was it was terminal, I'd rather someone impale me. Impale you on what and what part of your body? Now we're getting there. Well, impaling you is taking something long and sharp. Yeah, I know what impaling putting means. It, putting it through your throat and it coming out of you. Yeah, you've gone for your throat because I would assume an impaling would be in the stomach, but you're going through the throat. You start off through the throat, you put a long sword-like thing through your throat. Yes. Down your, down your gob, and then end it up at the, at the end of your bottom, and you die that well, way. Well, that... Oh, okay, so they've lain you down. No, they have you standing up. Oh, so they... And they're what, they stood on a stepladder? I don't know, they might have a small step, I don't know. So they, they stood on a stepladder... And they get this, like, long I'm pike. I'm six foot four, yeah. So they get a big pike or something, a big stick with a spear on, and they push it through, through your throat, and it goes down, and it comes out your ring. Yeah, it's impaling. That's a, a, a traditional way of impaling. And you would prefer that over just dying? Well, rather than... What I'm saying is rather than suffering and not having a, an injection... Because that wouldn't be... A... That wouldn't be... That, you're saying that that wouldn't be suffering? No, because if you have, what I'm saying is if you caught something terminal, I don't want to say the C word, or caught something like that, you just have to suffer until you go, don't you? Yeah. You're not put out of your misery. Yeah. So I'd rather be impaled, yeah. Okay, you'd rather be impaled than have cancer. And have terminal ca- and die slowly with, yeah. Okie dokie. Without, okay, right, maybe a robot could impale me, eh? Yep. Okay, fine. And you so want to go from throat to bum, not bum to throat. No, you've got to go from throat to bum. It's traditional. Maybe it's a religious thing. I don't know. Get up. Okay, finally I'll say about people that annoy you and annoying things at work. 
Yes. Come on, I'm only allowed one call. The people that annoy oh. me at work are you. Okay, right. I once had a job, one of my jobs once, was working in an office. Yes. Sitting in front of a computer screen in a big office with loads of other people in the office as well. Who came up with the idea of an open plan office? You know, where you can see everyone next to you and you have your own little play. Okay, right. What used to annoy me yes. was the guy that sat next to me that annoyed me and I hated my job because of it was because, and everyone does this, yes. they have a desk, yeah? Yes. They work from. Okay. Why do people choose to put pictures of their kids in a frame on their desk? I used to look at the guy that was sitting next to I used to look they, at the They're normally sitting. their children, aren't they? Or their grandchildren. Yeah, and I used, randoms. I used, yeah, no, they're their own children. But I used to look at the pictures of the these kids of these kids that are the guy that was um, sending and I just thought god that annoys me they look so bloody ugly okay and your boys are uh... my, my boy's bloody good looking actually, okay yeah. um and, and, and I'll finally say right okay. we both work for the same line manager and we had to answer to him yes what what the hell is a line manager okay you're boring me now so I'm going to cut you off good night there we go oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It's a robot special. We're asking uh, only for robots uh, to call in this evening, please, if you uh, don't mind. And um, uh, th- there is nobody has been able to argue against the robotization. And the thing is, all the newspapers, all the the the, the, the radio shows, and all the press that does uh, covers this. Um, they're making it out like it's a bad thing and we should be afraid of this. Of course it's not a bad thing. I'm not a Luddite. This is a wonderful thing. Robots coming in and taking over our lives. Beautiful. We all have um, robot butlers. You'd wa- You've kind of got a robot butler now, right, if you're like my mum, with a tease maid. A tease maid. That's all, all a tease maid is, is a crap robot from the 70s. I used to love a tease made. The milk goes a bit funny overnight. That's the only problem. I'm sure they've fixed that problem now. By the way, because I, I was talking about tea the other day on Twitter. Oh, someone, tea company sending me a shed load of tea. Flipping egg. Not the BBC now. I'm allowed to take that. I'm allowed to take that and drink that freely. Oh, baby. Um, but imagine you've you got robot butler. Imagine it. I kind of thought, where are we now? 2014, 15, something like that. I kind of thought now we would have, um, robot butlers already where you, you'd wake up and, uh, yes, good morning, sir. What would you like? And you go, oh, just scrambled eggs, beans and a fried slice or go on and two sausages. Yes, sir. That will be ready for you soon. And uh, then you'd have it. That's exactly what I, I thought we'd be there. And we're not, we're not there yet. We'll get there. We're going to get there really, really soon. Genuinely, I can't think of anything better than a, a robot taking me out of my turgid um, work day. I've got a cushy job and I hate it. So don't do none of this, oh, I like my job. Katia phoned in with a brave attempt at defending her job. But within about 90 seconds, we'd worked out that she disliked it immensely. 
we all do and there's no shame in that there's no shame what would we talk about if we didn't have jobs i don't know but why don't we find out why don't we find out yeah sure let's i want to do a handover my last ever show here in late 2018 early 2019 well it's been fun uh doing show here the last few years guys but uh automation has moved on um here's um the uh uh lee 3000 and robot cup thank you ian well tonight we will be talking about fox hunting and immigration that's what we want that's what we want oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand let's go to the death bot good evening death bot uh, good evening i love my job and i would i don't think you could ever be replaced by a robot you need a personal touch well you your job is literally the one job where you don't need a personal touch yes you do you, you're right for those who don't know you are an undertaker correct right well that is the perfect job for mechanization you cannot get a robot to dress or shroud or prepare uh, a dead body. You're joking, right? No, I'm dead serious. Oh, well, why can't... Hang on a minute. Why... Right, right, you know robots can build cars, yeah? Yeah. Right, could you build a car? If, if I had could, a... No, uh, no, 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 no. Could you... Yes. Could, if you had the instructions, you could build a car. Serious it's question. In the old days, no, yes. Serious question, Deathbot. Could you build a car? Not a 21st century car, no. No, right, okay, exactly. So robots are better than you. Uh, they're only as good no, as the no. person who programs no, them. No, no, well, exactly. So you get someone, you get, like, the king of undertakers to program them. The thing is, right, a car comes off the, um, the, the, the finish. A car at the start of a finishing line, it's some hunks of plastic and some hunks of metal, right? At the end, an hour later, it is beautiful, gleaming, pristine. Now... You get a person in that car, within 20 minutes, it will be a mess. There'll be crumbs on there, there'll be pens down the side of the chair, there'll be pound coins, there'll be mud on the back. Within 20 minutes, right? So, if you just transfer that over to corpses, robots would make a much better job of cleaning, of prepping... Of um, doing the makeup, doing all of these things, they will be. A robot is much more gentle than a human being. Absolutely not, and they wouldn't be able to do the embalming and things like that and reconstruction. There's no way they could. Why? Do, what makes? What? What makes you say that? Why are you so scared about the inevitable? Not scared, factual. Well, no, no, not factual. It's opinion, and it's wrong. It's wrong opinion. Okay, uh, no, no, no. It's my opinion, so therefore it's right. It's just something you don't agree no, with. No, 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 no. Your opinion. No, no, no. Because uh, I've looked into this. I've I've made studies into this. You're, I'm sure you have. Well, of course I have. You've just phoned up. You've just phoned up because your knee-jerk reaction is to defend your um your trade, and that's it's because I love my job. No, you don't. You dislike yes, it I immensely. Do. You dislike it immensely. No, the only thing I like I dislike about it is the fact that you don't get a break. It's twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five. Here we go. That, Here I we go. It. We've gone. We've gone with it again. The ninety-second rule. Within ninety seconds, we've <laughs> gone from I love it to well. Actually, there's something about it I really don't like. Everyone has something about their job that they don't like, but Correct. I actually love my job. I look Correct. forward to doing it. I enjoy helping people. I love it. What will you do when you are replaced by a robot? 
Oh, I do. My, no... My, my calm down, funeral. calm down. The emotion, <laughs> the emotion you're displaying here, kind of says to me why we need robots as undertakers. But carry on. Okay, um, the funeral business is never affected by the recession, and it will not be affected by robots or automation. Recession, recession's got nothing to do with it. Well, they're t- they're, they're, a recession affects a lot of businesses, okay? So we'll automising it and putting robots in, in businesses. But the funeral industry will not have that. It, you can't have robots in there. You might have it to do things like, I don't know, wash your hair or something like Here that. Here we go! Here we go! Straight no, away! Now you're coming up... This is brilliant! Now you're coming up with suggestions of how robots can improve we the under taking business I hadn't even in. thought of. We have already got that, Ian. It's called a car wash. So you got to get a robot to wash your car. I tell you what, you might as well get... We've ro- already got them. They're you, called car washing. You might as well um, get robots to dig the graves. Well, we, you, you, uh, Digger does that. No, uh, not for much longer. Robot's going to do it. Robot pallbearers. No. Yeah, no. Oh, that would be beautiful. Because uh, I've, I've, I've had to carry... I've been a pallbearer. And, um, it, it, here's the thing that, here's the thing, right? You don't know about being a pallbearer until you do it, right? It's bloody hard and it's complicated because yeah. you've got to have the order of the height and you've yeah. got to, you've all got to lead with the same foot. And I was, and I, and here's the thing, right? I couldn't, and enjoy is the wrong word, but it's the word I'm going to use. I couldn't enjoy my dad's funeral as much as I wanted to. Because I was a pallbearer. And so I'm stood, I'm spent, I'm spending the first 20 minutes stood outside thinking, right, are we, sorry, Dan, are we leading with our left foot or our, it's out, we're leading with the right foot. Okay. Is it, sorry, Dan, is it the left or the right foot? That, the whole thing was ruined. Why did you choose to be a pallbearer then? Why the whole, did you stand up and put somebody else there? The whole thing was ruined because the, the, you made the, a nerves, choice. No, the, ner- yeah, exactly. Now, if there were robot pallbearers, it would be perfect, absolutely what? perfect. Uh, I don't agree. The fellow that agree. When, when you when you leave in the house, the fellow that walks about ten foot in front of the hearse. Yeah, you don't want a robot in front of them. Sack him. No, sack him off. There with a top hat and a cane. Robot. I'll have, I'll have a robot in a top hat and a cane. No, sack that with the, with the, the the black stuff coming off. Sack, sack, sack that fella. We don't need him. He's gone. Right. Okay. Robot you drivers. Not like the personal touch that was given to your dad at his funeral. I found it creepy. Uh, you're full of cr- uh, crap. You really are. And look at that. Robots wouldn't use bad language either. Okay. And now there's one more thing I want to say regarding what that, that last gentleman that always rings uh, was talking about, about being programmed. <laughs> the last gentleman that always rings. I can't remember yeah. his name. I Thank- keep thinking Andre, and it's not Andre. No, it's not Andre. Paul, Peter, Simon. Yeah, Paul, Peter, Simon, yes. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, basically, about the programming, I think, like, when you're a baby... Uh, like your brain's like an empty hard disk or hard drive, wow. and then uh, it picks up information that yes. you know given to you by your parents and your surroundings and your environment and stuff yes. like that, and that is how you're programmed. Hello. Just imagine all the spare time you'd have. Hmm. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Well, I could go and help some other people. No, I would want to do funerals. Well, that's a bit, that's a little bit, day. see, this is the thing, that sentence there, I want to do funerals, that, to me, is someone who's actually got a morbid fascination with funerals, and I, no, that, that's, that's the last kind many, of person I want to be working on a funeral. 
No, because when you're used to doing something every single day and then you're not doing it, you get bored, you get unhealthy, you start getting ill because your mind's not active. Your I am not sorry active. that someone has died in your family. Is it your wife, husband, father, mother, son, daughter, or other? It's my, it's my wife. I am sorry that your wife has died. Exactly. You, you must be very upset. Here, because when you speak on a phone and you've got to do that press You must be very upset. That, was it People sudden? Get annoyed. Yeah, it was. And, it was, that, it was, and, it was and, and talking to automated answer machines. People get annoyed. Car, it was a car crash. It was a car crash. Would you like the five hundred pounds coffin, the one thousand pounds coffin, or we can do you a deal on the twelve hundred pounds coffin? It will never happen. I'll have the I'll have the twelve hundred pounds coffin, I'll put please. A bit on it, under pound bet. Be nice. Okay. Well, then we will make her look very pretty for you. See you on Saturday. It will never happen, Ian. Mark my words. Uh, you, you, you are Fact. wrong. You are wrong. And I look forward to being right. And I look forward to coming to your funeral when it's... And it's not a death threat. Um, but when it, it is staffed in... T- the irony, uh, Habiba, of your funeral being run entirely by robots... The irony would be delicious. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Robots is going to come and take over, and um, we are going to lose our jobs. And uh, we're kind of. We're kind of programmed to um, feel that's a bad thing, but it ain't. It's a brilliant thing. You hate your job, yeah? You hate it. I know you do. Both people who've called in to say, no, I really like my job. Well, actually, there's this, this and this about it. That I mean, <laughs> If you didn't have your job, um, you wouldn't have this, this and this. You wouldn't have that. It would be gone. The stress would be gone. I enjoy bits of my job. Of course I do, right? I have a cushy job. I work three hours a night. Wonderful. But I find it stressful. And, I, I, you know, I, I have those moments in bed where it's like, oh, I've got to get up now. Oh, God, have I really got... I just, you know, I want to phone in sick. I, we all do. And there is no shame in thinking that whatsoever. So when the robots come, we'll all be sorted. Robot politicians... Wouldn't that be brilliant? Actual robot politicians, right? They would make the best decisions because it would all be science. All the data would be fed into them. All of, like, um, the, the fox hunting. All the data, all the stats, all of people's opinions, all of that. And they would mathematically come out with the correct answer. They would come out with the correct answer. We're talking about um, tax, right? And all the parties going, well, we're going to put tax, we're going to freeze tax, we're going to increase... All of this, right? If all of the data was input into a computer about tax, who pays what, how much you get, what would happen if you put up a penny, what would if you took it down a penny, what if you... It was put into a computer, the computer would come out with the best answer. And we'd all have to go, yeah, actually, I, I can't argue with that. That is, um, that is, that is spot on. Yeah, that, that works, that works perfectly. Robot politicians. It's going to happen, man. Trust me. It's totally going to happen. I'm trying to think 
of um, 0344-499-1000, by the way. Um, we've had, by the way, we've had a few humans trying to phone in. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Robocath is um, is able to detect a pulse on the phone. She can detect a pulse from 50 yards, if, I, if truth be known. Um, she is not allowing any humans on. So everyone that's phoned up is a human... Sorry, guys, it's robots only. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I am trying to think of jobs that would be safe after the robot revolution. I can't think of any. I mean, you can kind of say actors, but um, like I say, I mean, I've seen an advert for whiskey starring Bruce Lee, and it's amazing. Have you seen it? Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely incredible. You know, we've seen Michael Jackson doing a pop concert, so I don't think we'd need robot actors. We, we, we I don't think we need actors. We could have robots. Um, writers? I, I reckon robots could do it. I reckon robots could write, certainly better than some of the crap we get sent here. Oh, man, alive. Some of the books that get sent to us. Absolutely awful. Written by humans. So many people wasting so much of their lives writing books and plays and films that will never get made. Just just don't bother. Just just go up to you go to your robo writer and say, right, I want um a spy novel set in the Second World War, um but but I want the spy to be a German spy. Okay, I will do that for you. Twenty minutes later, boom it out it comes. Wallop. Perfect. And it will be it would take all of the best bits, all of the algorithms from all of the best spy books, and it would learn from all of the worst spy books, and it would be absolutely spot on. What jobs would we need a human for? Uh we've already got robots doing operations. That happens. So uh, human doctors, human nurses, that would go save the NHS an absolute fortune if we got rid of all the people that were there and and also and also also here we go this is a this is a good point we're hearing more and more stories aren't we about people dying in hospitals because of mistakes that have been made and and understandably so nurses and doctors are overworked and they are exhausted so of course they're going to make mistakes and that means that people are actually dying wouldn't happen with robots you you wouldn't get a robot um, having to do um, a, a gram of speed after doing a 24-hour shift and, and then being told he's got to do another 24 hours. You wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get the robots sneaking off to the pharmacy, give themselves a little top-up. You wouldn't get robots giving the wrong medication or not noticing that someone's heart was all over. The, you, you, that wouldn't happen. They'd be spot on. Less people would die people would live longer hospitals would be more efficient you wouldn't get mrsa because robots would clean properly you don't get a cleaner as efficient as a robot it would make all the racists happy because we wouldn't need all the immigrants to come in and do all the cleaning and all the nursing jobs so we can send them all back home this is brilliant this is brick gonna make racists happy um 
can we think oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand we call you back robo friends can we think of one job that a human needs to do um i can't think of anything i cannot think of any profession that wouldn't be improved by having a robot robot police officers yeah makes sense you're not going to argue with them are you they, they could run faster than any crook so a crook's not going to run off and also a robot would police officer would know the law and it would be fair mathematically it would be fair stop and search they wouldn't even they could just, like scan you no cast typed on the screen someone will need to design the robots no they they design themselves they would design themselves you need someone to design the first robot, but that's already happened. So then you get a, then you get a robot that designs a robot builder, and it will build it all itself. So no, you don't even need that. Um, teachers, no, robot teacher would be much better. Um, bin men, obviously. Um, lollipop men, obviously. I can't think of one. I cannot think of one job that wouldn't be infinitely better um, if it was, wasn't was done by a robot. Th- there's nothing. Radio shows. Jeez, you know how dull radio shows can be, man. I mean, this one, has, from time to time, dips into dullness. But you know on the other side right now, they're doing either fox hunting or they're um, doing... Uh, would you vote for... You know, which leader would you vote for? Or, uh, or they're doing um, immigrant. You know, that's what they're doing. Or they might be doing Trump, because I think Trump sacked somebody. So they might be doing that. A robot can do that. Robot could do it better. Robot be a million times better than Julie Hartley Brewer. I think she is partly robot. I think she might be. Something soulless <laughs> without a heart. That's what you need. That's what you need. And robots would do it better. And robots, as we've discovered this evening, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, um would make the callers more interesting because a robot Quite often, some of the callers to this show, I mean, speaking, you know, we're speaking about it, but they don't listen to, um, they don't listen to the other callers. You get people like Ken and stuff like that, who just, just want to come on and say, and, and, and do their performance. And uh, to, to a certain degree, that's fine, but it's quite dull as a listen, right? So they don't listen to the callers before and then use that information that they've heard to advance their point they're phoning up with their point well robots would do that robots would hear what the first caller and the second caller and the third caller had made and they'd use that to create a better argument then when they came on as the fifth caller they would advance it they wouldn't be repeating what we'd already heard or be doing their own little their little performance their little five minute spiel Certainly wouldn't get any robots banging on about God. I mean, that would be gone. It seems to me that this is the um, the the direction that mankind is heading. Automation is 
the way forward. It, it really is. We need to embrace it. We, the, the people have tried to stop automation in the past. We talk about the Luddites. The Luddites, of course, were the people that went to all the uh, cotton mills and smashed up the spinning jennies. The spinning jennies, of course, the, the, were the start of automisation in work, in the workplace. They were the pretty much the first thing where people could point to it and say, well, that's taken... Have I got this right? Spinning jennies, I, it, it, it did the work of 12 people. I seem to remember i seem to remember that statistic in my head that uh, 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 one spinning jenny could do the work of 12 people so suddenly you had in uh, villages and mill towns you had um huge swathes of the community that were out of work because of these things the spinning jennies and the luddites um who were led by a, a bloke called stephen ludd uh, went to the factories at night and they smashed up these machines thinking, well, we'll smash these machines up and they'll have to give those 12 people their jobs back. And of course they didn't. The bosses just went, oh, balls. Luckily we got some more spinning jennies. And uh, yeah, so it, you can't stop it. It's inevitable. Let's, let's, uh, 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 let's learn from history. Okay. These things happen. When, um, when Fleet Street moved from Fleet Street to wherever it is now, and they got rid of the big printing presses, you get typesetters, typefaces, who would get all the letters and all the words, and they put it all together in these blocks, and they would print it. Blah, blah. And, of course, uh, the invention of the Today newspaper in Eddie Shah, it, everything went automated. It was all done on computers. Literally, overnight, all these people that did these jobs... It was a crappy job. It was a hot job, and you burn yourself, and you, you, but you do all the... All of those people, thousands of people, boom, gone, because of Eddie Shah with his newspaper today that was in colour and it was all done on a computer. Of course, the paper folded because it was pony. But it was all done... And there were protests, there were strikes, and it got them absolutely nowhere. Same with the car industry. Look at the history of the car industry and how, uh, you know, pretty much from day one, the numbers of people that were employed in making cars, they were constantly going down as more and more machines came in. You can get a car now, made now where only one person is involved. One person is involved. Flipping heck. But it's the way it's going to be. It's the way it's going to be. Don't fight it, guys. Embrace it. This is what's going to happen. I thought about fighting it. I thought about hating it. I can't. I love it. I want it to happen. Robots are better than me. Robots are certainly better than you. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
dear listener, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, I mean... Should we have a look through the papers and see Wappen? Should we see Wappen? I mean, yes. I watched a good film the other day. It was bleak. It was bleak, but it was good. It was good. Harry Brown. Harry Brown. I mean... I thought I mean, it was over the top and silly. The bit where he goes to that drug dealer's place. And I, there, I mean, I, I was thinking, right, um... I've been to drug dealer's places, and, um... You know, and I've been to some scummy places in my uh, life, and it just doesn't really ring. It doesn't ring true. Yep. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. What a waste of money. What a waste of money. Well, But it's a good film. Um, but it was bleak. Very, very bleak. And I, 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 I don't know if I was necessarily in the right mood for a, for a bleak movie. I just, there was something about it that, that, that maybe just, um, perhaps I wasn't in the right frame. I enjoyed it. But here's the thing. So it's Michael Caine. It's basically, it's a British Gran Torino. You've seen that? The, you've seen the, the Clint Eastwood film where he's like playing Dirty Harry, but Dirty Harry in his seventies. And he's a bit racist and he got, but, but all the, all the, the blacks and the, the Koreans end up liking him because he goes and shoots someone. I don't know. It's kind of, um, it, it's kind of the British version of that. And I imagined, as I did with Gran Torino, that he was playing Dirty Harry. I imagined that he was playing Carter from Get Carter. Um, and, uh, w- with that in mind, it kind of worked. But the thing that ruined it for me was, um, I just imagined, cause he's supposed to be like an old geezer, right? Who is annoyed with everybody dying and stuff, so he gets a gun and he goes on a on a rampage and stuff. But the thing that um that that kind of ruined it for me is that every time he um uh it, 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 a scene ended, I just imagined him going off and putting his arm around Shakira, is that his wife's name? And smoking a cigar and laughing about Brexit. That, that, I just, because it's Michael Caine. You know, he, he isn't some, I mean, he is an old duffer, but he's not just any old duffer. He's Michael Caine. Oh, Shakira, I voted Brexit. Ha, ha, ha. And it, it kind of ruined it for me a little bit. And sometimes I think um, films are ruined by the people that are in them. And I like Michael Caine. I think, he, you know, I mean, I don't think he's a great actor. I think he's been a very, very lucky actor, hasn't he? He's been a very lucky actor because he's, um, he's adequate. He's adequate. I would say him and Sean Connery, 0344-499-1000, by the way, if you want to call in, I would say both him and Sean Connery are, are of a very similar standard of acting. In the, um, they're all right. You know, when you watch, um, Robert De Niro when he's being good or Dustin Hoffman when he's being good 
you, you, you know, they're transformed, aren't they? But when you watch Sean Connery and, and um, Michael Caine, you know you're just watching Sean Connery and Michael Caine. There's no, there's no, oh, you, you watch Tootsie, Tootsie's fit. Tootsie is fit. And you know that it's Dustin Hoffman. And yet you're still sat there thinking, oh, yeah. Mm. Honestly, you watch Tootsie and you're thinking, wow, she's a very naughty um, southern lady, huh? Isn't she? Um, but if it were Michael Caine, has Michael Caine ever dragged up in a film? He must have done. He must have. Here's a quiz question for you guys. 0344 uh, Has Michael Caine ever dragged up in a film? He must have done. I seem to have an image of him in a dress wearing bright red lipstick. It's not in... Um, It's not in that Clue film, is it, where he drag he drags up? Is it with him and Christopher Reeve? Is he does he drag up in that? There has to be, guys. Come on, for God's sakes, pick up the telephone. Someone put me out of my misery. There has to be a film in which Michael Caine drags up. There has to be. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Why the hell are we talking about Michael Caine for? What the hell are we talking about him for? I don't know. I just I watched Harry Brown the other day, and it's um, it 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 killed an hour and a half. It it filled an hour and a half, but beyond that, very it did very very little for me. I can't even think of the last time I watched a Sean Connery film. It was probably about ten years ago when I watched um, uh, Never Say Never Again. Remember, there was that weird, there was that weird thing in the eighties when one of the James Bonds—he wasn't doing James Bond; it was Roger Moore. But one of the James Bond stories, I believe it was Thunderball, had slipped out of copyright and was copyright free, so it wasn't owned by the Broccoli's, who make all the Bond films. And so, Sean Connery—have I got this right? Sean Connery made a Bond film in the eighties where he wore a wig called Never Say Never Again, which was basically a remake of the film Thunderball that he'd originally made in 1964. But have I got this right? He wasn't allowed to be called James Bond in it. Is that right? I think I've got that right. I remember it coming out at the time, and I watched it about ten years ago, and it was blooming awful. Absolute stinker. But he wasn't allowed to be called James Bond. Bond in it. I think. I think. God, why is... Guys, you should be calling in and helping. You're basically listening to a middle-aged man. I'm approaching 44. I'm 44 in... What's the date here? Hang on a second. The 10th... I'm 44 in a month. 44 in a month. Imagine that. 44 years old. You're basically listening to... Um, this is what my, my day is like, is me sat here going... Now, Sean Connery, well, he wasn't allowed to be called James Bond in Never Say Never Again, was he? 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. There's... Um, well, here we go. There's a lot of um, huff and puff, uh, puff and bluster, smoke and mirrors going on about this... Um, now, was it on tonight? Because someone might have seen it. Hang on a minute. No, it's on next week. 
this um, uh, EastEnders spin-off. Have you seen this? I, I really can't think of anything more tedious than an Alfie and... Uh, what's her name? Cat? Al- Alfie and Cat EastEnders spin-off. The hell is going? This is what I think the BBC should do to save hundred million pounds a year is to cancel EastEnders. Cancel it. So just just say EastEnders is going to end in three months' time, and we're going to tie up all the loose ends and all the stories. That's what they should do. But no. Instead, what they're doing is they're making spin-offs. EastEnders spin-offs. Oh, really? Oh, no. Cat and Alfie, Red Water, Shane Ritchie and Jesse Wallace. And I'm going to be honest, they they both look a bit... I I don't know what's happened to them, but they both look a little bit... Shane Ritchie and Jesse Wallace, the stars of new EastEnders spin-off, Cat and Alfie, Red Water, have love lives that are just as stormy as those of their soap characters. But the pair's... Um, oh, Robo Alex, call in, we can't get through to you. Um, but the pair's rocky on-screen romance has outlasted every real relationship they've ever had. Jesse, 45, who is currently single, split... What? Split with former crack addict Tim Arnold last year. Well, why do we need to know that? I mean, I must admit, I do have a soft spot for um, Cat. I do think there's some... I, I have a little soft spot. But are, is anyone really going to go and sit and watch an EastEnders spin-off, guys? I can't think of anything more tedious, apart from EastEnders itself. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000. Yes, Al? Yeah. Evening, Ian. Sorry. That's right. Caught me a bit by surprise there. Um, Yeah, uh, do I have to do the robot thing? uh... No! I was going to do... You can if you want. Well, I'll do... uh, Go on. Bitty, bitty, bitty. Bitty, bitty, bitty. That's the best I can do for, beedy, beedy, beedy. for listeners of a certain age. There we go. That'll do. That's, from, that's, that's what I'll do first. But, um, no, I was calling because um, Paul from Stoke Poges got me thinking, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. He was a sort of kind of... He said something provocative. <laughs> no, uh, well, don't encourage him. No, I shouldn't, should I? No. Um, well, you said it as well, so it's not just not just him, but you've been talking about us, the idea that we're all programmed or that we're kind of in a programmed kind of loop or some yes. kind of yes and it's got me thinking about the the theory recently of of uh, i don't know if you've heard of it called the simulation theory that oh yes now this is the thing that some people think we are living in something like the matrix and two yeah. billionaires in america yeah. have paid scientists to either prove or disprove this theory oh i didn't know that have yeah they, they paid them to try and test it yeah 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 to find out and see if it's real or not and and um uh, oh, it, right. it, it's uh, <laughs> it's quite there are quite a few scientists going well yeah actually you know that it is a theory it makes sense yeah well he does well elon musk was a person i've seen uh, i saw sort of fairly recently talk about it saying he thinks the chances that we're not in the simulation are billions to one Right. So he, hang saying, on, he thinks that we're not is billions to no, one. No, he thinks the chance... Well, he basically... No, he said the chances that we're not living inside a simulation 
i.e. we're in what he calls base reality, like we're the yes. a billions to one. So he's, he thinks we definitely probably are in a, in a simulation. Sweet Lord. Yeah, and he's quite a smart guy. So it's a bit, bit frightening, but you've got to think about how could we prove or disprove it, you know, what yeah. would be the way to do it? And apparently, uh, well, it, you, you're someone who's been playing computer games for a long time yes. like me. Yes. And you and I remember years ago. Did you interv- did you interview Nolan Bushnell from Atari? I did the guy that, that that created Atari, Nolan Bushnell. Yes, I did. And and he popularized Pong. Yeah. The you know everyone will know it as the two bats and a video tennis, thing. ping pong. Yeah, 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 video tennis. And that was around nineteen early seventies, nineteen seventy two. I think he he. Yes. he yes. And in that time, we've moved on so much, haven't we, in terms of computing power and simulations and. To now, you know, in people's houses, they have like Xbox One and PS4, and they have incredible games that um, have, you know, photo realistic things yeah, so with the 360 immersive. Things. Yes, it's all and good. immersive, exactly. And you actually feel you, yeah. you know, yeah. and this is we're on the cusp of the sort of virtual reality yeah. um, thing. I think coming into the homes a lot with like Oculus Rift and all these yeah. headsets and so on, but. In 10,000 years' time, if you think what sort of cr- simulations could we create with our computers, it will be sort of frighteningly real, won't it? There's a brilliant... My um, friend... I say friend. I've not seen her for such a long time, but I did a TV series with her, a lovely uh, a lady called um, Alex Krotowski. She's now oh, a doctor. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember she, she used to compete. She's yeah, now Dr. Alex Krotowski. Right, she right, does right. A very, a very intelligent documentaries on Radio 4. And she right. did one yesterday. I listened to It's called the... Um, uh, the human, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but it's a, it's a series about our relationship, um, with computers and technology. Yeah. yeah. And, um, the one yesterday was brilliant, right? Yeah. It was about, um, the Mandela effect, which is something we've talked oh, about before, yeah, where, yeah. where some people remember something that didn't actually happen, and they think oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a glitch in the matrix or whatever. Yeah. And she, this whole program was about a film called mm. Shazam. Right, right. Um, that starred um, Simbad, who's an actor, a black actor. Oh, in yeah, I know Simbad from the 90s, a big kind Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Stuff. And it was a 1993 film called Shazam that starred Simbad as a genie and um uh and it was like a, it was it was kind of it wasn't a very good film okay no. and loads of people jingle all the way no. he was in which and loads of people like... remember watching Shazam right and there's a big thing about oh sh- do you remember Shazam do you remember Shazam yeah i remember Shazam this happened in it and this happened in it blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah. Shazam was never made doesn't exist doesn't oh, exist weird. at all honestly go and listen it's on iplayer i'll find it and and, and tweet the link to it alex's right. show from yesterday um and Shazam and and the, the, the Sinbad has said no. I've never I'm, that film never existed. And there are people that yeah. are adamant that they have seen this film in 1993, and um, uh, and it it never got made. That, it never existed. Odd. And and people use this as um, a sign that, that we are living in a computer created yeah. thing, and that it's a glitch. It's a mistake. Well, that that somehow it's the, got a bit of yeah. wrong data. Well, that's one of the three ways to prove that we may be living in the simulation is glitches and that we should be looking out for these kind of glitches. But then, and you know, when you play computers, you get into sort of kind of dead ends where your avatar gets stuck or... I was playing Rainbow Six today and the fella's gun got stuck in the wall. Yeah, exactly. We all know that. Yep. So, well, computer players don't. So you'd think, well, 
if we're in a simulation, then there would down, be downloads of updates to the simulation. But yeah. it might be such a good simulation that it kind of rewinds and erases the memory that there's been an update. That, so, you know, yeah. it might come into a problem, but we wouldn't remember it because it's been erased. Re, the rewind on the tape in the old bunny terms has been, you know, an erase. So that, but glitches is one of the things to look out for. The other thing is that the simulation would be so advanced that it wouldn't allow us to actually know we're in a simulation. Yeah. It would deprive us of And the third one is probably, I think, the most interesting is the fact that in 10, you know, I was saying in, in 10,000 years' time, if we create a very powerful simulation ourselves, yeah. and then inside that simulation, another powerful simulation is created, a bit like Russian doll sort of thing, the simulations within simulations within simulations, that there wouldn't be enough computing, processing power, and even electrical energy in the base reality to, you, to power those so it would all come to a grinding halt. Exactly. Listen, I'm going to move on because yeah. you've lost me, but... There's something in it. I'm about to tweet the link to this um, show that um, Alex did. It's, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant series anyway, Digital Human. It's brilliant. Um, uh, but the one yesterday was, uh, honestly, Kath, you'd love it. It was just astounding. Just astounding. Um, Dumbot. Greetings, Professor Falcon. Oh. How about a nice game of chess? Oh, okay. Uh, yes. How about a game of tic-tac-toe? There is no winner. Well, let's play it anyway and find out. No, I am moving on. I am moving on. Okay, moving on. Have you seen the documentary? (laughs) This is the worst robot voice I've ever heard. Have I seen what, sorry? The documentary Red Wolf. No, I don't think I have. You said before about no religion. Yes. Well... Androids need Silicon Heaven, right. or they will not serve the human masters. Human, human what? Masters. Oh, I think it's a human bastard. I, I think dirty git, dirty <laughs> git. Okay, yes. Everything needs to go to Silicon Heaven. Yes. What and what happens in Silicon Heaven? The toasters have little wings. Yes. The calculator yes. gambles with the computer. And you mean gambles, not gambles. I'm trying to speak. They're out in my lips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got lips, it have you, robot? In a box. you got your lips the... in a box under the floorboards. Aye. Aye. <laughs> All right, Ali, robot Ali G. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> you're making this easy, though. Yeah, well, I'm, you're, you're making... We dropped this about 25 minutes ago. I know, I know. I've been trying to ring up and okay. think of something to say. Okay. I'll give it up now. You, oh, right, you, fine. You beat it out of me. I, <laughs> I, I beat the uh, humanoid out of the robot. And that would be another thing you could do with robots. You could get robots that you could go and beat the crap out of, right, and it will be fine. And, robot Fight Club, yeah. Yeah, Robot Fight Club. And you could set the robot so it'll give you a good run for your money, but ultimately you'd win. And you could really pound its face in. And you could um, put, like, a mask on so it looked like someone you didn't like. Like, um... 
um, oh, like, I don't know, like a teacher or a politician or or, or, or Paul from Stoke Poachers, and you just pound, it, really... pound its face and pound it, and it would have meat behind its face, so you could pound, be like pounding, and it have a bit of lamb behind its face, and pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, and you and they'd be the robot um, sex bots would be pulling you off, not like that. Don't don't Dom, he's not worth it. You have it, have it, have it, have it, have it, and then you could go and make love to a sex bot. And the thing is, it's messed up and it's weird, but because it's robots, it doesn't matter. That sounds like they're strange days. Yeah, doesn't it? Sounds- You've got to take that to a logical conclusion, and that means that people, they'll, they'll be advertising. Do you want to murder? Do you want to do whatever you want to do? Come to our company and we'll set it up for you. Yeah, I want to come to your company and kill somebody. What? Sorry, what were you asking? I was distracted slightly, huh? <laughs> Do you think? Do you think that would? Do you think if that outlet was there, yes, to then the murder rates would fall? Yeah, of course it would, because you'd have um, you'd have um, death bots, and they would be bots that were programmed to be murdered. And you could you could go to a company, and I mean you'd have to pay for it. You you, you have to pay like five hundred quid or something, but it'll be like paintballing or you know those Im- or quasar those immersive experience, except you get a robot. Um, you, you get given the details of a robot and where he lives and what he does and stuff, and you've got five days to murder him. Now, how you choose to do that is up to you. You can go day one, he comes out of his front door, you start stabbing him, right? Or you run him over. Or you, you watch him and you manage to get a copy of his key and you, you get into his flat and you hide in the loft and you slowly poison. Whatever, it's up to you. You've got those, you've paid for those five days. Whether you do it in five minutes or five days, it's entirely up to you. But do you not think then it's, uh, it's an onus on the company to report you for a murder that you were thinking of doing? No, because you've not murdered anybody. But you are murdered. You wanted to murder. You you have that built-in inherent desire to murder someone, and you've gone as far as to pay the company to allow you to murder a human simulation. Yeah. So. Uh, Future crimes? Would they not think? Well, it will. No, but there's not. There's no crime. Where is the crime? You've 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 killed a robot that where, that has been programmed to be murdered. That's it. It's like Westworld. I've never seen Westworld. I'm thinking Strange Days, and I'm thinking forget um, Strange Days. Forget Strange. Well, forget what's, what's Minority Report got to do with it. Forget it. Future crimes. You're being tried for a There's crime. It's not a crime. You are not committing a crime. You are killing. A, go and watch Westworld, and I mean the original film with your Brynn, yeah. not the crappy series where they're all robots. Spoiler alert. I've not even seen it, and I've worked that out. Right. Watch that. They are robots that are programmed to be killed. There is no crime. Right, but what's the difference between a murderer and a serial, a mass murderer or a serial killer? Numbers. Thanks for calling. Uh, uh, (laughs) What's going on there? There is no crime. And that's what makes it so delicious. You'd love it. You sign up with an agency, so I want to murder a robot. Okay, fine. Do you want to do it in a day or over a week? Do it over a week, please. Okay, that'd be a thousand pounds. Here's the details. You get an, get an envelope. You do all this envelope. You put, here's the picture. That's where he lives. Where you go. Beautiful. Fine. Perfect. Perfect. Murder rates come down. This, 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 this is a no-brainer. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash.
on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. to Robo Alex. Hello, Ian. This is Robo Alex. Oh, hello, Robo Alex. This is um, going to be one of the worst robot voices we've had, but let's go with it. Go on. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very much. I'm tired, um, but I've, um, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to play a little bit of Rainbow Six on my Xbox. That's the plan. How are you? Time the light is over. Well... Yeah, the main bulk of it, but I still feel very, very tired, and I still feel constantly nauseous. I am okay, thank you. Sorry you are tired. That's okay, man. Uh, what, what have you been up to today, Robo-Alex? Working at the funeral parlor. Yeah, we go! This is what I'm talking about! This is what I'm talking about, and I bet you do that job a million times better than any human, don't you? Yes, sir, I do. There we go. That's what we like. You know how to clean those stiffs up. Um. Oh, something's coming. Soon I will be a radio host. Okay, fantastic. Um, do you want to have a go at it now? No, not really. You sure? Because I've got a caller lined up. I can put you on to the next caller if you want. Okay. Okay. Let's try. Okay, Robo Alex, say hello to Ray. Hello, Ray. Hello, Robo Alex. How are you, Ray? Well, I was okay, but. Ian has fried my brain in the last ten minutes listening to his last two callers. Where are you from, Ray? <laughs> what? Where am I? From Ray? Yes. <laughs> Not sure that makes sense. Where are is you? This the, is this the future? Oh, where am I? Yes. I'm at home. No, 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 no. Why don't you ask me if I know a film that Michael Caine drags, dragged up in? Do you know a film that Michael Caine dragged up in? What a great question. Yes, I do. Um, it was in a 1980 film, I think it was, uh, called Dressed to Kill with Angie Dickinson. So you wouldn't have a robot getting that answer, would you? Go on. Um, not much more, really. Oh, it was directed by Brian De Palma. Who? Yes. And also, uh, Never Say Never Again, he was James Bond. I think Ian's just... 
don't know where he got that from. But he well, no, uh, I thought he wasn't right. allowed to be called James, James Bond. 007. Yeah, 007, Robo Alex. I thought he wasn't allowed to be called James Bond in that. No, he, he was. It was just, um, it was made by a different production company, so... Um, but I'm right, it was Thunderball, wasn't it? And, and it was the one that was out of copyright, so they could do it. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the writer was Thunderball... Um, Golden Eye. Yeah, thank you, Robo Alex. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the writers of Thunderball uh, kept the rights and then fell out with um, the, the main makers, so then he went off on his own and remade Thunderball, which then became Never Say Never Again. Um, so, no, so he was called James Bond in it, and he was 007. But they released Eon Productions, then released um, Octopussy the same year, which did better. So I went to the pictures to see Octopussy. Have you seen Octopussy, Robo Alex? Octopussy. Yeah. Oh, God, no, love it. You love it. <laughs> well, that and, um, what's the, uh, Robo Alex, what's the one where he goes up to space? Skyfall. No. Um, what is it, Ray? Where he goes, Moon, Moonraker. Moonraker. Moonraker and Octopussy, I thought, were, were two of the weakest, the, the weakest Bond films. Um... No. Well, you're right. You're right, Ray. Daniel Craig ones. S- sorry, Robo Alex. But Neil Craig ones suck. Okay, he, he said suck, but it, it got close. <laughs> Robo Alex, thanks very much. Good night. Bye. Good night, Ray. Good night. There we go. I'm not quite sure what happened there, but something did. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the. Uh, telephone numbers I, some, I don't get this tweet i think this robot thing is going a bit far but i know you are doing a thing i don't uh, uh no uh, i'm not <laughs> i'm not doing a radio show i don't know what that means you're doing a thing if you notice i knocked the robots thing on the head 36 minutes ago but these people would these robots decided to call in so i don't know what thing you're talking about but um Oh, here we go. Women spend too long faffing around to be effective emergency first aiders, a study has found. Gosh, um, what study would that be? The study of um, 1970s attitudes? Uh, Really? Again, first aiders done by robots would be superb. They took longer to act, had less time with their hands on a patient. And were less likely to take control during a simulated cardiac arrest. There's a brilliant picture. The caption is struggle women. And it's a picture of a woman going. (laughs) This is bullshine, right? This is nonsense. Yeah. Experts say giving early uninterrupted chest compressions and breaths is vital when someone has an attack. CPR boosts survival chances, but female trainee doctors proved inferior to male colleagues. It's science, so it must be true. Researchers monitored the response of 216 students when a tech dummy's heart stopped. And all... Here we go. Here we go. They've got stats, guys. They've got stats to back it up. This isn't just some kind of bullshine. They've actually got stats to back this up. An all-woman team 
took an average of 109 seconds before placing hands on the patient, compared with 70 seconds for men. That's 39 seconds. Those 39 seconds are vital. They had their hands on the patient for 87 seconds in the first three minutes, compared with 109 seconds for men. And in a mixed-sex team, women made less comments, indicating they were taking control or giving orders. What? They also required more prompting. Professor Sabina Hansika from Switzerland's University of Basel said... We found important gender differences with female rescuers showing inferior CPR performance. A cardiac arrest situation should therefore favour males as primary leaders. Well, that, that's actually very, very useful to know. If I ever have a heart attack um, and there are women around, I'm saying this now, don't come anywhere near me. Don't, you, just wait until a man arrives, please. But I don't want any women, what, faff, what is it? I don't want any women faffing around me when I'm having a heart attack, all right? Just wait, just sit down calmly and wait for the men to arrive, please. That's what we want. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Catherine, come and join me for the last... I don't know, 12 minutes. No, what? 15, something like that. 15 minutes of the show. We'll take calls straight to air for the last 15 minutes. The calls have kind of died off, which is which is absolutely groovy and is cool. Um, but we will uh, take calls straight to air um, for anybody. Good evening, Catherine Boyle. Yo, yo. What? Um, now, um, gosh, I mean... Um, well, well, Katie Price, please well, put some clothes on. But um, that we're not here to talk about Katie Price. We're here to talk about the story that's next to the picture of Katie Price. Um, now, this is this is my kind of science. This is my kind of science, guys. Knack of the queue. Boffins reveal how to get fastest supermarket line. Oh, I'm in. I am in like Flynn. Here we go. Experts claim to have come up with the perfect formula to beat supermarket queues and choosing the shortest is not always the answer no you've got to look at who's in the queue they reckon you should look to the left as most shoppers are right-handed and will instinctively head in that direction that's true mm-hmm. i do that you head away from the exit further up further up there up the left yeah that's true. You should also look to see how much other people are buying. Yes. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. And choose a queue accordingly. Other variables include the speed of checkout stuff. Uh, hang on a second. Sorry, I thought you'd found a scientific formula, not just stating the bleeding obvious. <laughs> Mathematicians from Sussex University in Brighton, I bet it was formerly a poly, used a probability formula to come up with their theory. They also said the reason it always seems we have a shopper taking ages at the front of our queue is because we only notice the slow ones. Dr Nikos Georgiou explained... Try trying to think of a Greek accent. This will make you feel like you are unlucky and chose the wrong queue. South African. Yeah. (laughs) 
but the team warned that sometimes you just have to pick a cue and hope for the best. This isn't a story. Yeah. This isn't worth me reading. They concluded while you can use math to try to determine the fastest cue, in the absence of accurate data and for peace of mind, you're often better taking a gamble and not looking at the other options once you've made your mind up. That sorted. This is bent news. Not bent news, fake news. Here are their Q-tips. Look at the checkout staff. If they're slow, clumsy or chatty, choose another till. Uh, Is that science or is that just using your eyes? It's not the number of people in the queue that matters, but the combined number of items they have. Try to get a line where shoppers' trolleys and baskets look emptier. Jeez. If in doubt, head left. Most people are right-handed, so we'll instinctively fear right. Once you've picked a queue, stick with it. And don't compare it with other... I wish I'd read the article about Blooming Katie Price. Because it'd be be darn sight more scientific-based than this. Perception will make it seem like you're losing out even if it's not flipped. This is the thing. I never read the stories before I read the stories. I just get the headline and go, oh, that'll be good. Um, And then it turns out that that was absolute rubbish. Yeah, but the person who put it in the paper read the story and still thought it was worth putting in. The Daily Mail is um, striking out for um, women's rights, unusually. No, they are. Surely some mistake. No, 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 no. They are, uh, they've done a really interesting article, pages 24 and 25, about ribcage bragging. Hmm? Is ribcage bragging the most worrying celebrity trend yet? And it's where um, you get celebrities posting sort of ultra thin pictures of them so you can see their ribcage and they're contorted so you can see their ribcage. And so they, the, the, the mail has written a really, uh, uh, it's actually it's quite a powerful article about how this is worrying and how it can, you know, these images can have negative impact on young women and how we should be careful about how we perceive it. Oh no, they haven't. They've just put loads of pictures of women showing off their ribcages. <gasps> that's what they've done. To illustrate just Not is, just one page, that's a double page Is ribcage bragging the most worrying trend yet? So what they've done is they've put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight women in their bikinis um, to uh, taking up the whole two pages. Picture research. Claire Kiscotti. Um, to Every single one of those women is breathing in. Show how dangerous it is. But also, so we go, yeah. first came the thigh gap that was quickly followed by the so-called bikini bridge and the six-pack. But the latest social media vanity is the most disturbing yet, says the first paragraph of the article, that's pushed way... The words take up uh, a a, a tenth of this entire story, if that. The rest is pictures of women in their bikinis. Do you know... Jeez, I mean, this is awful! Suddenly, being merely super slender is no longer good enough. Today's attention-seeking young thing must also have a proudly protruding ribcage. It's a look that supermodel of the moment, Bella Hadid, recently displayed on her Instagram account, artfully lying on her side in a barely-there bikini. Arms above her head to ensure maximum ribcage exposure, the 20-year-old looked dangerously in need of a good meal. That picture's included, just in case you wonder. Yeah. Um, A raft of models, singers and social media stars are also following this toxic trend, which surely takes the cult of skinny to a worryingly new low. But you're... But Linda Kelsey, who's written this story, and Claire Kisotti, who's done the... 
you, you, this, this is what you're doing. You're providing us with titillation. That most people won't be reading that, however well intended it's meant to be. They'll be going, four, four, that's what they'll be doing. That it's titillation of the worst kind. Courtney Kardashian. And some of these women, you can't actually see their ribs. I mean, the, 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 the myelin class one, you can't see it. And it tells you how many Instagram followers they've got. Flipping heck. I always find it more disappointing when it's a woman that's written stuff like that. Yep. I know that we're uh, not immune to being divs. No, you, well, you, we, we know that you faff around too much when, oh God, when yeah. it comes to um, yeah. first aid. It's amazing those women got any work done. Well, Surely exactly. there's a bloke in the office. Faffing around. Mm. Too much faffing around. If I have a heart attack, guys, I do worry I'll have a heart attack one. And my dad had a heart attack. Andrew, he was smoking 80 fags a day and was yeah. incredibly overweight. But it did not sound unpleasant. Yeah. It sounds really horrible. Although some people have them and don't realise they've had one, don't they? Yeah. Till days later. I, if, I, if I have a heart attack, not only will I know, you will all know that I've had a heart attack. You will all know that that's... Um... What are you saying? Like, you go on about yeah, oh, your yeah. afflictions. God, I yes. I noticed. God, yes. God, yes. We need to fix this um, lava lamp because it's I, knackered. I don't want to tell my mum. She's going to go nope. nuts. There's a way to fix it. It's tricky. I was reading online about it before I got ill. Uh, there is a way to do it. You have to drain the water. It's oil, isn't it? No, 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 no. You drain the water. Then you have to put, like, water in there, but then you have to put, like, chemicals and things oh, in God. there. You can put chemicals you can buy over the counter, and it's not fertiliser. Don't worry. Why is fertiliser explosive? I don't know. Because that's the thing, isn't it? If don't you research see, it. If you see... If you, well, I'll do it on a work computer. If you see someone... Um, um, well, I'm going to say it. If you see someone brown buying a lot of fertiliser, you're They'll meant... They'll be on a list. You, they will be, you've got to report them to the authorities. If anyone of any colour, I suppose. But then I don't know what a lot of fertiliser is. Two bags? It seems a lot to me, but to a gardener... No, no, this is like industrial quantities. Five bags. More. But if I was going to do it, I'd go to the garden centre near me and I'd get I'd get three bags. Then I'd go to... There's a garden centre a little bit further away and I'd get three... And I'd just keep... I wouldn't go to one and buy... Can I get 50 bags of fertiliser, please? Mm. Um... I would do it slowly over a period of time. But if you are listening and you're from ISIS, definitely do that. Make it nice and conspicuous, won't you? Yes, ISIS, you, you, you get bulk discount. If you buy 50 um, from any garden centre, you get a bulk discount. They throw in a nice stay at Her Majesty's Pleasure. Don't they just? They, um, they've caught, or in Turkey, they've sentenced one of the ISIS people that was supposedly one of the jihadi beetles. Do you hear this? All right. Got sentenced. Um... And the guy reporting it on Radio 4 made a delicious error. What did he say? He said something along the lines of, um, in Turkey today, a British-born ISIS suspect was sentenced to seven years for his role in ISIS. It is believed he was one of the four British um, uh, uh, ISIS terrorists known as um, the Beatles, um, Jihadi John, of course, his real name blah, 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 was um, the most famous one who would hold the uh, the prisoners and would execute them. Mm-hmm. The four Beatles came from England. 
Now, what he meant to say, he, did, he didn't mean to say at the end, the four Beatles, because they're not the Beatles. He meant to say the four terrorists came from, the four, came from England. But he called them the Beatles. He actually called them the Beatles. The four Beatles. Yeah. Or maybe he was, he was, it's that thing where they, they have to give you a bit of backstory and people go, who are the, Be- what are the Beatles? Once upon a time there was a band called the Beatles. What are the Beatles? What's that? Oh, they're from England. Oh, oh I get it now. The Beatles came from Liverpool, Liddypool and were big in the 60s. That's what he should have said, mm. of course. But it, it, it was the, the, the strangest, um, the strangest thing. Jihadi John got blown up, didn't he? Yeah. So that means Jihadi George and Jihadi Ringo, are they still out there? Who, was Jihadi Paul the one that got rep- uh, got? I think it was apprehended. Jihadi Paul that, that got sent to prison in Turkey, yeah. yeah. Don't hear much about the other two, do you? Well, th- here's the thing. After the Beatles, George and Ringo, had, had they had more hits than John and Paul. Okay. Ringo had more hits than any of them for the first two years after the Beatles. They better find those guys. Well, this is what I'm saying. You, 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 you can't, you know, just knock them down because they're George and Ringo. You know, all things must pass. It's a belter. It's a belt. Well, disc one is, disc two is, is just taking the mick, really, when, uh, when you think about it. But um, but still, I forgive him for the disc one. Yeah, yeah. Wah, wah. I'm talking about wah, wah. Ah, we're coming to the end of another show. Um, I got a bit. That's the express. Do want the express? The mirror. We want mirror. I'm going to lie in bed all morning tomorrow. That is absolutely that, wonderful. That's my plan. I'm turning my phone off. Someone rang up at 11 o'clock this morning. Outrageous. Oh, dear. I don't like people. That's not office hours for me. Um, here we go. A man who may be the world's oldest paper boy is still doing his round at 90. Replace him with a robot. <laughs> robot paper boys. Second World War veteran Bill Ogden has risen at 4.30am for 26 years to make his deliveries. Jeez. 26 years. So he started when he was um, 74, a young un. He said, I would like to think I'm the world's oldest paper boy. I don't look at it like a job. It's just something I enjoy doing. Every so often somebody will ask me whether I'm going to stop. But what would I do? Tell me, what would I bloody do, you bastard? (laughs) Bill, who was a sergeant in the army, would not reveal how much his round pays, but said the money, Suits me just fine, you know, to get. (laughs) Mike Parr, owner of the store in Uphaven, said he is an unsung hero. Here we go. Ted Ingram... A previous contender for the title of the world's oldest paperboy died age 95 in 2015 after retiring two years earlier. So, actually, uh, Bill Ogden has got another three years to go to even equal the guy. So, Ogden, shut your face. No, you, no one's interested. Let's see where you are in three years' time. Let's see if, let's see if you're still doing the papers in three years' time. Because if you're not, you're just an old boy doing a job. You're just, you're just a sad case. He's just a sad old man who's um, uh, who's hasn't hasn't saved up enough, and he's got to do a paper round. Shame that's, on you! That's someone's great granddad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they should be embarrassed by that. Shame for he's going around saying he's the world oldest, and then they go, "Oh, by the way, there was someone oh, who's older, but you, they died." You know, what old people like they're always boasting about <laughs> stuff. It's just ridiculous, though. 
It's just ridiculous. He hasn't done anything <gasps> worthy. It's just an old boy. An old boy's got a job. All right, well done. Hey, that reminds me. Where's Dennis tonight? That looks like my thirty quid. Works up my thirty quid. Could be quids in there. Could be quids in there. Here's the thing: when we when we find out that I have won the bet, I'm going to have to do a sad voice. Because it'd be like one of his kids or his missus. Oh, I'm really sorry. That's Did a, he leave any? It was an envelope <laughs> with my name on. Because he, I don't, it's, I know it's, but it, <laughs> I feel bad saying it, but it was he would have He owes me 30 quid, you see, and, um, just wondering, um, what's going on with that. That's it, dear listener. Um, tomorrow we've got a gentleman coming in to talk about his book, Psychedelic Celluloid, which is an absolutely cracking read. Uh, on Thursday, don't forget, we're doing the show Lying Down, and you can only call in if you are lying down. I don't know why. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll make of it what we will. Um, that's it. That's your lot. Don't forget to go and download the podcasts, both this show and the rabbit hole, guys. If you go to iTunes or your usual podcast providers and type in my name they will pop up thank you ed thank you Catherine. thank you robots good night election 2017 on talk radio the latest breaking news expert analysis and outspoken opinion and i for one am proud of that join the conversation party talk, talk radio, radio.